0: ...on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show! Matt will be joined by the Firestarter, Jared Middleton, who will be co-piloting the show... ...due to young Nick's latest adventure taking him away from Star Wars Time. They'll take a deep dive into the latest episode of The Bad Batch... ...which featured many similarities to a cancelled episode of The Clone Wars... ...and A Furry Jedi... The dudes will also look forward to this week's double episode drop, which means fans are in for something big. After BB time, they'll discuss the change to Mando's musical scoring for season three, as well as the latest round of celebration celebrity guests, which include a former SWTS interviewee. Of course, the show will end with the question of the week responses and the latest round of top five Star Wars fan artist features. Punch a Chewy. Hey, now everybody, it's time to rock your face off. (laughs) Hey. Hey, we, we got to get up, right? Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that what I desire. And that is none other than my man, the first ever guest host on the Star Wars Time Show, Jared Middleton, aka Sir Dork on Instagram. That's right. He is here, my friends, filling in for young Nick, who is out, as we like to say, gallivanting around the galaxy, taking a break from his stressful life as a young Man, I mean, so. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here.
1: It's been no, a it's- long time. Last time we tried this, uh, I was trying to like record on my phone. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and like I lost my audio. Well, Yeah, man,
0: that was pre live stream days. I mean, like I said, Jared, I right. believe you are our first guest host in our first interview. And, you know, I, I like to sit here and, and talk about things that no one else cares about. But I, I, I still am going to contend we're the first account to get into the whole toy photography interviews and showcase type of shit, which oh, has yeah. now become a thing. And you know, lots of other people go it's watch true. other channels, but it started here. Okay. With this, with this true. young, talented pyro and, and, <laughs> and he's not wrong. Yeah. It was a day we we would get together whenever, cause we didn't live stream and we would record the podcast to put out. And you know, I'm like, Hey Jared, I need you to record your audio. And he's like, yeah, I got it. So he and I essentially have a whole show together like an hour and a half 2 hours and like 20 minutes after he's like ah oh, dude uh none of my audio recorded <laughs> so, yeah. so so the whole show had to be scrapped but it, I it,
1: had I didn't like back then I had like a laptop that was like 15 years old. So I was like, let me download an app to record. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, so I, think, I mean, and it was it was
0: that. really when you were first. I, I think you, you you went viral. What? 18 in the 19 because of Facebook <laughs> or was it 17 in the 18, 18
1: to 19?
0: OK, yeah, yes, yeah. You, you, you went viral because of a <laughs> Facebook post. And, uh, you know, I was in, in the toy photography thing. Nick and I just started this, porting away from the old website, getting it into its own thing. It just, it worked out. But uh, I'm a huge fan of, of Jared. If you've never seen his work, that means you've never watched his show. So shame on you. But B, go check him out on Instagram, YouTube. Uh, if you're into toy photography, really any sort of action photography, still photography, uh, the dude knows w- what's up. And he's he provides plenty of free tips, tutorials, over on the Sir Dork YouTube channel and now the Sir Dork Instagram. So yes, happy yes, to have and him I'm, here.
1: I'm a fan of the Sir Dork. Uh, wow, well, hang on, let me just, just. I'm a fan of the Star Wars Time Show. And, well, you better be uh, a fan so of I'm,
0: yourself. It's okay to have some, some <laughs> cockiness and confidence. I, we we are fans of you too. <laughs> well, yes, but no. I've been a fan of of Star Wars Time
1: before. I think you're a fan of Sir Dork. So this is a hardcore hey, fandom for me right here. So I'm just right. I'm excited when you asked me. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Finally again. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I have been bringing on one six shooter to uh, co-host because it, he's another person that that pops up on streams. He, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to carry a conversation. Right. But I was like, you yeah, know it. what? It, it's time to bring in some young blood let's bring in <laughs> br- bringing the dork and there's another reason why i mean if you remember a few episodes back we were spitballing the star wars dnd and we we're talking about you know who may join us and who may make out the player base for our dungeon master nick to guide us through his own custom crafted star wars narrative and jared is one of the few big accounts that agreed to do it so thanks <laughs> thanks to jared yeah i mean- um, well, I say no? I, I don't know anything about me anything. neither. And I think that, I, I think fun. it's going to be such a train wreck. It's going to be a blast. And and honestly, to me, Jared, the reason I, I'm committing to do this, I just want to see Nick do his thing. Like, like let's be real. He's not here. We all know Nick. He, he's calm, reserved. I never even knew he was a dungeon master. I didn't know he had it in him. I, I didn't know he was writing <laughs> stories for his buddies and they do it every month. So I just want to see what he does. Like, th- does he get some personality? It, it, does his voice go up and down? Because we love our Nick, but he's pretty, I'm sure, e- even keeled. You know what I mean? Like borderline monotone at times. So I, I want to see what he turns into. Like, yeah, it, but when when
1: he's into something, you can tell he's into something, and he show, and that passion shows. And I'm sure that will absolutely show when he's doing this. <laughs> and I hope it does, because that would make it even that much more fun for us.
0: Yeah. So, so it, it so far it's gonna be you, myself. The guy I just apparently offended with a geriatric joke, uh, one six shooter and and Nick. I think we're we're gonna limit it at three players because I could not beg bar or steal a fourth. Just no one wanted anything to do with it. Too much time, too much commitment. Fuck you, Star Wars time. Sean's like, you know what? That's kind of our mantra with the community. So I didn't <laughs> didn't expect anything less. We love you all, but it's hard to get the love back, if you know what I'm saying. So um yeah good times jared's here we're gonna have fun the show should flow as always clearly we're gonna get a different uh, point of view in here because nick's not here and i can't essentially shame jared into thinking the way i do like i sometimes do with nick mm. uh so we'll, we'll see what nice. we got we you know we got some bad batch we got some bad mando news in my opinion we'll, we'll talk about that mm. uh, we'll, we'll speculate on tomorrow's bad batch double episode that's right if you aren't on top of your bad batch schedule tomorrow is a two episode drop which means yeah we're I didn't going, realize that until now and and i read jared the titles and we're we're in we're, we're in store for a doozy i have a feeling okay so we'll, we'll speculate our asses off on that so we get tomorrow on that two episode drop uh, but we will be at the halfway point after tomorrow a bad batch and then we got eight more to go Mando's right around the corner Jared I started the rewatch with the family this week and I was I'm just you know what you know starting with season one we're like oh yeah we'll watch an episode whatever three episodes later we're like "Uh, should we keep going it's just I think we all forget how fucking great the Mandalorian is because it's it's, it's been gone man for almost three years like we have not had new Mando since the fall of 2020 think about that that's a long time yeah, Super long yeah. time. Yeah, Mando is something
1: I like. Will pick episodes out and rewatch when I'm feeling something. Like I, I'll go and season two, episode one, is probably my favorite episode. When we, you know when we see Cobb Vanth and the the crate dragon, um, I watch that episode all the time. That's just like that's like a little mini great Star Wars movie right there. Yeah. No, it, it it
0: is. It is like I said, the first three of of season one. It's the full arc of of him and Grogu's finding each other and then not realizing that there's more to life than just uh, going after bounties and, and securing pucks from my, my man, grief cardboard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, then we continued. We're, we're, I think we're already up to seven. So I, I was thinking I was behind schedule, but uh, the way the Haywood family is going right now on the Mando rewatch, which is going to include the book of Boba Fett, you motherfuckers, because it has to. Yes. Because according absolutely. to Favreau, BOBF was Mando 2.5. It was the next true chapter of the Mandoverse story. So I'm 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 hoping to get all that right. done before March 1, which literally will be here before we know it. So I
1: know. And this will be the first time we'll have two different new Star Wars. Yeah, well, what do you think about that? Time, like right?
0: does that kind of chap your ass or more Star Wars the better?
1: I mean, I love Bad Batch and I love Star Wars or, and I love Mando. So, I mean, I'm, number one thing I'll be looking forward to in the week is is Mando. But then also I'll be
0: like, oh, yeah, I got Bad Batch, too. Cool. And, and they are they both dropping on Wednesdays? Yeah, right. That that's why, like, for someone that's like me, a, a content creator, a, a douchebag, if you will, someone that feels compelled <laughs> from the deepest, darkest holes of their soul to create content. It's not going to be fun. And in one of the days, my friend is going to have two episodes of Bad Batch and an episode of Mandalorian. I'm just like, no, right. someone kill me now. How many weeks will there
1: be with that double Star Wars? Uh, uh,
0: all of all of March. So March 1 through March 29. Uh, uh, I mean, honestly, you're going to get close to, uh, I think, six, seven episodes of Bad Batch in addition to four or five episodes of Mando.
1: I mean, I mean it's going to be awesome but yeah, that's going to be a lot do you, of now do you Have period. you gotten
0: used to the Wednesday drops or do you wish they were still on Friday or you can't, or can you not even remember when new star Wars yeah. day used to be Friday?
1: Definitely. It, it wasn't really a huge difference for me. And I, I, I really don't like just in general how they just did just drop it at midnight. Like, um, why can't it be dropped? And I'm sure there's a, probably a reason like, Oh, well they don't want to crowd the servers or something. Why can't
0: they drop it at like nine or 10 PM? It is, sometime. it is kind of bullshit that the, the West coast essentially gets a stab at it when it's, it's not considered night out hours. I mean, they, they, yeah. they get it at their midnight over here on the East. If you want to be on top of things, I mean, you have to be up at three in the morning. I mean, I'm not that crazy. I'm, I typically make it till quarter to five, five, but I hate the Wednesdays. Uh, and, and it's, it's <clears throat> more because I do have a real life and a real job and I I, I got to get, I got to get ready for work. Where on Fridays in, in academia, Fridays it's it's grading day, meeting day. Uh, so you know it was nice to have slower. the morning to fuck off with Star Wars time show, yeah. and then I could dedicate the rest of the day to work. But but Wednesdays, I mean, I I, I teach a class right at eleven, so I got to somehow oh, process man. multiple episodes, write That's scripts, tough. make the images, write the post, share the post. It's fucking nuts. Like I I, I need a clone. I need a clone because <laughs> yeah, Nick that's tough. Nick ain't here for for the nitty gritty. He he is the celebrity. He's only here <laughs> for the FaceTime, the show. Right. The live the live show. That's it. For me, it's like
1: so. I like I work from home, right? Right at this desk, which is really great. Me too, but it still sucks. You know what I mean? uh, So I'll I'll usually like on Wednesday morning, I'll I'll watch it first on my phone, which I know is like it's Star Wars. I mean, I don't. I would rather do that than wait until after work to watch it. So I watch it first on my phone while like I'm working and slacking off. Yeah. And then, uh, later on that evening is when we'll watch it together on the TV you know, with, like all lights dimmed and everything all nice and special. And that's, that's kind of the way I've gotten used to it. And I, and I kind of enjoy that system, but I don't know, I still don't get why it can't be dropped. Like when they dropped the first two episodes of Obi-Wan during Star Wars Celebration, Yeah, they, right? they it just, dropped it, it at a decent like, hour.
0: It was just something yeah, special awesome. or, you know, maybe they fucked up and flipped the switch too early and, and, and. Uh, you know kind of spun it like oh yeah it's a gift but yeah I don't know it's that was so cool why, why I just oh well
1: I mean yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it and I'll, I'm fine with it but that would be so much better and it would be cool to be like everyone in the world is watching this at the same right time. now right, right But now, you know of-
0: what I, I should be careful what I asked for I, I don't want a double episode drop of the Mando because then I'm, I'm looking at two mandos which is gonna be two hours of sitting there and then Bad Batch just like no so we'll see how I handle it when we get there, but obviously Mando is going to get preference. So in my mind, I'll probably do Mando, do that happy dance, do the real work shit, and then at night get into Bad Batch. So my Wednesdays through March are going to fucking blow, but at least it's Star Wars content that I can come here on Tuesdays and yell, at, yell about with all of you um, hmm. like-minded individuals. Uh, All right, here we go in the chat, man. 8 a.m. for the UK. That's not bad. Australia, they get it at 6.15 on Thursdays. That's pretty slick. Hmm, Uh, Yeah, that's actually quite nice. You know, I mean, Australia, they probably get fucked a lot on on time zone stuff, but they definitely get a bonus there. So, all right. Well, you know, I guess that's uh, enough of first world white guy bitching. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, let's move on to some pop culture talk. My friend uh, on the screen, I got up the knock at the cabin graphics. So I checked that out yep. last week uh, for, for a few reasons. I haven't been to the movies in a while and I am an AMC, a plus subscriber. So, you know, I, nice. I, I, gotta get my money, you know, it's Regal like
1: unlimited over here.
0: Okay. What, what's your deal then? What is it like 20 a month? And then how many movies can you see a week or how much it's, a month? It's
1: it's fully unlimited, okay. which I, I mean, the AMC one would be fine for me, but um, it's like twenty two ninety nine a month or twenty one ninety nine, or something and then like that. You could see
0: like fifteen movies in a single day, yeah. and Did you th- get a lot of popcorn
1: discounts. Like every time I show up yeah. and swipe it, I get a oh, lot yeah. of. Oh yeah, because I I can't go to the movies without a big old. Oh no, the biggest popcorn. Well, I, I like
0: you, so I'm not gonna go. I hate people to eat shit in the movies, and and my daughter has become one because one time we went with a friend. Like I had her train Jared where. We go to the movies, we walk in, we smuggle in all her shit in her pack so we're not spending money on popcorn and ices. But we go one time with a, with a friend, my friend, and his daughter, and what does he do? He buys her the icy and the popcorn. Now, every time, hey, daddy, we getting the icy? We getting the popcorn? And he's like, fuck. Uh, and I just sitting there. It goes to waste, not eating it. And speaking okay. of my little icy I, girl, here she is right here. Come on. I, I don't think Jared's usually here for uh, No. When Charlie shows up. Hey, so. Charlie. That's my buddy, Jared. He's filling in for Nick today on the show. Nice how, to meet you. Hey. How you doing? Good. What do you that's think? That's good. Jared, a, he's a famous toy photographer that, that blows stuff up with gasoline and fireworks. Oh. What do you think? Cool. Remember when we used to do cool. fire in the hole? Yeah. That, that's, I learned it from fire that guy. Hole. I learned it from that guy right there. <laughs> All right. Well, good to see you. You tell everyone what we watched this weekend? Um, what do we get into? A little Mando? Yep. That's right. And, awesome. and we're still on our our MCU chronological rewatch. We've made it up to through Thor: The Dark World, so we're, cool. we're doing strong on that. Yeah, real strong. All right, cool. Good to see you, bud. <laughs> Love you. See you. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's part of the early show that I know sometimes you don't get in here. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to movie etiquette. So yeah, I can't stand people that eat in the movies. I I, I give my daughter a pass because she's my own flesh and blood. It's- Part of the experience, no, I didn't. I hate it.
1: Plus, like, gotta, I gotta support if you want to support the movie theater going industry, yeah, you gotta buy yeah, the you yeah, got, yeah, you gotta support the movie theaters. So, get, the get in getting the soda, getting the drinks. I that's know. that's I guess
0: it's okay if, it str- if 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 you're doing it and, and the theater is lightly packed, but when, it, when it's a packed theater and you have to sit next to another meat bag that you probably <laughs> don't want to sit next to, and they're one of these loud eaters, like. Anything that's
1: distracting in the theater is going to piss me off too. Yeah, I mean, it's like I I want to
0: grab my key and stab him in the eye, something like that. But hey, I I get it. Um, Yeah, so uh, they don't restrict you at all. Like you go to Atmos screens or 3D and as far uh uh, well they there are
1: some extra tack on like there's little things like if there's 3d or like rpx or whatever that stuff then it'll be an extra like dollar 50 or something okay and if you get your ticket on the app ahead of time it's an extra 50 cents to use the app to, to, to to get your ticket ahead of time but if you just show up to the theater give them your card there's no fee so Uh, Like how does that make sense? They
0: like every other theater. It's the opposite. They're like, use the app so we don't have to pay humans to sell tickets. (laughs) I I think it's just another way because they uh, know
1: that people are going to use the app anyway. It's just another way to get a couple, I guess, cents here. But
0: there's um, a big hubbub yesterday on AMC where they're they're considering, or I think they are going to roll out a, a, essentially they're going to start charging for seats as, as you would go to an arena. So, the better seats are going to cost more than the shittier seats now. What? And there, there's been a lot of people like, "Fuck you, <laughs> this sucks, horrible idea." Where I'm like, I, I kind of see what they're they're doing here. It's like, hey, if you <laughs> want to sit in the front row, you can go watch the newest movie for five dollars. But if you want to watch the same movie sitting in the the middle row best seat, you're going to spend a premium. Um, That's
1: interesting. I'm sure there will be some people that don't really care that will be like all right nice I don't I just because
0: a lot of you know just the general out population dude I, don't care. I purposely describe- choose to shit shit I, I've never shit in a movie theater so <laughs> let me let me take that back I purposely choose to sit in the the it's not the very front row it's uh the the lower bowl or like you know on the floor still handicap row so oh, okay. you got a lot of oh, yeah. that like the companion handicap seats and then the open spots for chairs that's where I'll sit Oh, cool. 99% cool. of the time because A, I know no one's going to sit next to me if I'm going by myself and B, it's actually not a bad viewpoint down there in the yeah. handicap row. And and no, I've never been thrown out because a handicapped person needed my seat or their companion needed my seat. So there, there's hmm. some wisdom for you. All right. Um, I guess we should actually do something. Uh, I'm just, sometimes I read the chat here and I get lost. Uh, popcorn and Icy, yeah. Linda's a popcorn and Icy mom, just icy. like I'm a popcorn and Icy dad. Pre-art tickets, that's right. You got to do it that way. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, Knock at the Cabin, the, the whole reason we just went on that little tangent. The latest movie from M. Night, you know, Mr. Twist. I'm sure most people are familiar with his catalog at this point in time. Uh but but honestly, Jared, one of the main reasons I wanted to go see this because I'm a huge fan of, of Dave Batista. Um, me too. Never especially lately. I, I kinda dipped out of WWF before he entered. I mean, I'm 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 a rock too, guy. Like I think Nick and I were talking about this last week. Like the Attitude era with the rock, uh, yep. the Degeneration X. That that's my shit. You too, you would have been like four when that was out. What the hell were you no, doing was, watching that stuff? I was when I was probably 90, like ninety
1: eight or nine, yeah, okay. I, the Hulk and uh, Kurt Angle was big at the time. I I hated him though. I liked the Hardy Boys. Oh, Angle was um, great. What? But what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I always thought he was a total dweeb, and yeah. But the Rock was always my favorite. And then like right after, like when Cena, like like, before, like the next
0: era was essentially Cena, and Batista. Yeah. I know Batista came in that. when The Rock was still doing. It. But but anyways, I find Dave Batista to be a great actor for being a large individual uh, mm-hmm. I, I love The Rock I'm not one of these people that hate him uh, I, I, me too I love the guy I, I don't know why I just I've loved him since WWE and I still do now watch his show Young Rock uh, consume whatever he puts out but the the, the the Rock he he's an Arnold you know I mean uh, he's not really a dramatic type of guy uh, he, he's mostly been in movies where he's the dude knocking heads doing fantastical stuff with his body where Dave, on the other hand, has taken on more subdued roles, roles that you wouldn't quite line up with a guy of his Hulk-like right. size. I mean, uh, I, I still think he played one of the best roles in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Just it was like a little oh, quick one off part at the beginning. Uh, he he plays great comedy roles, like that that movie he did with uh, Kumal Nanjiani, where where. He, he hires him as a, an Uber driver, but Dave's like a cop. That was fantastic. And then oh, obviously so. he's great as Drax, but he's just good. Like I like Dave Batista as an actor. Yeah, he's good in Glass Onion. Yeah, Glass, very good. Uh, good in Dune. Great, I mean, great. he's just good. And uh, so that's one of the main reasons I want to go check this out because I kept reading like th- this was a role Dave really wanted because it was going to challenge him to be more than just an action guy. And uh, it... it It did challenge him, and he he actually paid off on it. Uh, I I think Dave is probably the standout in Knock at the Cabin. He he is, I would argue, the lead character in the movie. Um, uh, Lots of dialogue, and it has to be delivered with emotion that you wouldn't necessarily associate with a guy that looks like Dave Bautista. And Jared, they even have him extra bulked up in this movie. Like they're like, "Hey Dave, you're allowed nice. to you're allowed to eat a little bit for this movie." I'm <laughs> not saying he was fat. He was just you, you could tell he wasn't all leaned right. out, diced. Um, but but he's great as this character Leonard. And you know, I'm not going to give anything away. It, it is based on a book, so if you've read the book, you kind of have a general right. idea. I will say this is an M night movie that doesn't necessarily have it one of his patented twists whether you like his twists or not this isn't one of those types of movies it's more a movie where it's just the the drama and tension just kind of keeps you raised in your seat a little bit like are they going to do this shit this, this, this is a fucked up scenario where essentially you have these four strangers show up this um, gay couple's vacation cabin with their daughter. And they present a a choice like, listen, you, right. one of you have to sacrifice one of you all to save the world. And if you don't, we're going to unleash four apocalypses upon the earth. And you're like, you, you know, cool concept. It, it is. It, and, and the way it's delivered, you are you, you question like, OK. They could be telling the truth, but they, they seem nuts. So, and, and you kind of see the characters going through those conversations in their head, too. Like, at first, obviously, they're like, get the fuck out of here. You're, you're against my family. But slowly, they're like, Are they they may have a point. Did you see what just happened? Is it coincidence? Is it not? So, you know, if you're someone that likes to think about the concepts of of faith-based people versus people that, you know, aren't quite into religion and and don't just leap into it with the promise of, 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 of just having faith, you know, like faith is a huge thing in religion without faith there. What is it? You know, I mean, you you gotta have that faith to believe in the fantastical that religions promise you. So it, it, it kind of tackles those types of ideologies. And I, I wouldn't say it's, M Night's best movie, but it's definitely in his upper echelon. You know, he he's got cool. great, he's got okay, and then he's got shit. This, this is up there in like borderline great and okay.
1: Cool. I've I've appreciated his return. I liked uh, Old a lot. I, I did really too. I, I mean,
0: a lot of people didn't like it, but you know, just for a little throwaway hour and a yeah. half, hour forty, it was silly, but it was okay. I really enjoyed myself. Yeah, it was. It was, it it was, was an great. odd concept, and yeah, uh, I, I kind of want to return to the village because I haven't watched that since it came out, and that that's one now that I've heard people are going back. Like, damn it, it really was a a, yeah. a damn good movie for for I the loved time when it came out. It was that was, scary. I think, that was uh, Bryce Dallas yeah. Harper's first like starring lead role. Yeah. And now she's directing Mando season one, season two, the book of Boba Fett, and season three. So there you go, Nepo the babies, Nepo babies. Shit, dude, <laughs> she she's as Nepo baby as it gets, but she's good. So I'm not gonna shit on her. But I mean, she was literally George Lucas is essentially essentially like her godfather. I mean, yeah, Ron, her dad was like George's guy. I mean, he was in American Graffiti. Then they worked hand in hand. All ran in the same circles. So sucks for us right we were just born in the wrong location at the wrong time <laughs> but we get good star wars from it. there you go I although I, I wish my my last name was howard that'd be okay i think i would say <laughs> yeah. that. howard haywood you know they both have h's it could work all right so um yeah knock at the cabin i i do recommend it, it's probably i don't find it as like oh you got to go to a theater but if someone that loves cinema why why not go support it Try to bring up some of my AMC stock prices I forgot to sell back in those days when the meme stocks were fun, and now I got a bunch <laughs> of the shit and it's worth nothing. <laughs> and I, it's probably worth. Hold on, look, after yesterday's announcement, I bet it. I bet it lost two or three dollars. Let me go check. Yeah, only oh, a dollar, but we're doing all right. I've actually. Do, do you fuck around with any sort of investing, crypto anymore, stocks or no? no. Okay. No,
1: I. I couldn't even tell you the first thing t- about it. All right, to be honest,
0: my new thing to do, because the way the markets are, you know, stocks aren't great. Cryptos bottomed out a bit. My new thing to play with money and try to make more is is uh, sportsbook gambling because <laughs> it just it just went live in Ohio in, in January. And and I think I, I've talked about this, dude, but it, it's awful what these companies are allowed to do to entice you to gamble. So Ohio is a new state and they're literally like, hey, oh here are the here's the bet in this football game a team will score a touchdown like those were the bets they're offering a touchdown will be scored in a football game not by who <laughs> by a team just a or they're like hey if you invest twenty five dollars we'll give you two hundred dollars in gambling credit so of course oh, me man. i'm like i'm like okay free money blah, blah, blah. sign up and sure shit by the uh, championship games uh two weekends ago because we didn't have football this past weekend here, here i am on my phone betting in game the eagles are going to score on this touchdown or the chiefs are going to punt and it's like what the fuck is wrong with me i, I i'm not like a i don't get caught up and get get rich quick scams but i do get caught up in the allure of gambling because that's all crypto is that's all the stocks are it's it's all the same shit don't don't let anyone tell you that Oh, you shouldn't gamble. That's risky. Well, do you invest in stocks? It's just as fucking risky. There's no science behind <laughs> it, just like crypto. So, good. Yeah. Stay away. But just, just you should be saving some money. I hope, but don't gamble and don't do crypto right now. Yeah, just investments in you know hot toys. There, there like you that. go. That's, that's it. In the Funko. Well, yeah. I don't know about modern Funkos, <laughs> but I will tell you first, firsthand. The Funkos I collected from 2010, probably through 2016, I made $20,000 on them.
1: I've heard. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Literally
0: redid a bathroom and laid new wood floor in a family room because of uh, shedding some older Funko Pops. And I still have all my Star Wars ones, and there are a few in there that are worth thousands, of just, you know, singulars. Uh, but I am I was like, oh, I'll keep my Funko. I can't I keep, I got to keep my Star Wars. But even now, I'm like, eh. Like you said, I really am. I've, I've just gone right into 1.6. I don't really pay attention to the one twelve anymore. Haven't bought a, a new Black Series figure in, in 23. Canceled most of my pre-orders that I can at least remember. Um,
1: you know, and I, I've, because I've been
0: watching the show
1: and I, I've seen your arc of, you know, when, you know, with collecting and like all this stuff, having shot it yet and all this stuff like that. And, you know, and I, I've noticed you've, you've cut back a little bit. You've just been focusing on things you want and I can just feel and see you more happy. You're
0: happier. <laughs> I can just, I can, oh, I, thanks. I, I'm, I'm being serious. I can y- tell, you know, well, so that's great. I'm just getting better <laughs> at at shoving it down inside and trying not uh, to to think about it. Cause I, I did clear the deck of my one six, but dude, I, I probably have forty one twelves. 12s from the last two to three years just either still in their box or laying opened, stacked on top of each other. And every time I walk by that pile, I do feel like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what, what, what have I become? This, you know, this doesn't do. make me happy. I, 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 I wish there's a way to find someone that's like, dude, you, you throw all of your Black Series into a box. Let me know how many there are. And I'll give you two thousand dollars. I would do it in a heartbeat. And there, I probably have five to six thousand dollars worth of black series. Oh, I'm sure you should look into like local like comic cons or
1: like toy shows or something, and you could get like a table and just like sell them at the table. (laughs) And
0: I'm serious. I know you probably do really well. I don't have boxes. I throw the boxes out. I have the accessories like scattered. So. I just don't want to deal with it. I mean, even like the Mezco One Twelve, like the nice stuff. I have those boxes, but I don't want to go up and find them. I, I just want them out. Yeah. Get out of get out of my field of view. You know what I mean? It's like anything in your life that might be causing you emotional distress. You know, if if you see it every day, it just kind of digs at you. And yeah. I, I work and live in this basement essentially, and it's <laughs> I'm surrounded by it. Uh, but I digress. I shall move on. So. I should just send them to Jared. At least then he would t- take cool fucking pictures I'm, of them.
1: I'm I'm also I mean I'm not at the point where I got too much, but I, I've I've been cutting back quite drastically. In Did the last you ever?
0: I'm sure a lot of people. We let's get to know Sir Dork a bit. Have you and how often, if you have, gotten free product based on your skills, or is that few and far between? Um, every so
1: often. Uh, I've. I guess it depends. Uh, I recently became like a uh, McFarlane. Uh, um, yeah, I, like I saw you, you were
0: networking with the with the bigwigs
1: a few weeks back. So they send me stuff quite often, and it's, uh, it's almost like overwhelming. It's just like, you just sent me all this. What am I supposed to do? I have so much more. So I think what I'm like, and there's some stuff from other places that comes into you from other jobs here and there, but I'm just kind of holding on to it, and I think I'm just going to be doing like – constant like giveaways or something on live streams on the channel or something.
0: Um, you know, if just, I, I mean, honestly, that's, that's if I it. had a real channel, I, I have probably 15 unopened black series from last year, or year before I'd be happy to do giveaways, but it's useless. It's useless. Like I, I would get no new followers. No one would give a fuck. The giveaway would go nowhere,
1: nowhere. But the person who would win would be a very happy, New Black Series owner.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I, I don't care, <laughs> man. Like, I listen. I've been doing this too long to not to not get a little reach around these days. Like, like if if I'm giving away you know fifteen Black Series figures, I want something in return. AKA, I want another thousand fucking subscribers or something. Right. Um, but uh, you know, short of offering free blowjobs or handjobs to people, I don't know what else I can do to convince like-minded slightly off kilter Star Wars fans to tune into the Star Wars time show on a weekly basis. Um, I've I've given up mostly. So maybe
1: Connor in the, in the live chat says he's got a local guy who would buy a whole black series lot.
0: Yeah. The the, the local guy will probably offer me $500 for 2000 figures. I I, I get it. Like I know they have to make money themselves. Uh, I, I have to feel like I got some, but you know, I'll have to to figure it out. I'll have to take... Like, I I don't think you all understand, like, the gravity of this situation. I mean, I'm I'm talking probably close to 500 Black Series figures. Yeah, it's a lot. So... It's a lot. I mean, dude, because when I was like, oh, yeah, I used to just shoot Funk, I was like, oh, Black Series looks cool. So I'm the dickhead that went on eBay and bought all the old Black Box Black Series. Like when they, when they looked shitty, you know, when Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. looked like he huffed paint all day, and his yeah, eyes were crooked. They were awful. They were awful. But I I spent like seventy dollars a figure to get all those because <laughs> I didn't start collecting Black Series till twenty seventeen, right. and it was already out for three years. <laughs> Uh, There's a way out somewhere. All right. Somewhere. I should stay focused. See, this is what happens when new people come in. I, I got new shit to talk about because I know Jared actually is interested in collecting in this stuff where I know Nick could give a fuck. So we don't talk about that much. But, That's true. But Jared's into it. So now I got someone to sit here and bitch and moan to. But I, I know it's probably not that entertaining. Uh, Connor saying, I can tell you from experience, he starts at 35% value, but is very reasonable. <laughs> he talked up to 55%. Yeah. Yeah, I just well, let me count them all. I'll make up a number and and maybe we'll we'll Connor can be my my middleman here. <laughs> all right, you got hey, a, I mean, you, you got a question, you, Sir Dork? Do you get stands for figures? This is coming from Rachel Doyle. Um, not all the time. I usually
1: will just kind of like for my shelf, I'll just kind of plop them up and hope they don't fall down and then they usually fall down. But for photos, I just use like little wooden skewers, those little wooden things. Um, but
0: yeah, it's when, a, when you get, so like your display, if that falls over, do you immediately get angry or are you a normal person? who's like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll fix it. Like to me, when they start that dominoes, I I almost go to like kill mode. It depends on how big the domino is.
1: Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm trying to set them in <laughs> and then I, there's a big domino, uh, like I'll usually will like kind of just leave and come back. Yeah pissing me off but every once in a while somebody just fall down and he'll just be like on the ground for like two days and i'm like okay i gotta just i gotta put him back (laughs) because i just don't feel i
0: i I still in some of my nice glass shelves because i have yet to dust them or clean them in multiple years i I have some of my figure arts and one dickhead in the back i think it was kylo started it and they they all they all fell over and i'm talking probably eight across eight deep so about 64 figures they're all still laying down now and that, that's that been years at this point like that's how far gone i am from the little guys that's the, the big guys you don't even need the fucking stands like these things that they send with the hot toys right you don't need that shit you just stand them on their yeah. feet they stand there all nice and pretty looking with their soft goods leather and sometimes you know that, that felt feel fuck i hate the little things But I whoever asked Rachel in in my like where I keep the black series, I have one shelf. They're all on these little stands that I have my buddy 3D print and they still fucking fall over. So it it doesn't matter. Like one twelve, one twelve scale figures suck to display. They just absolutely suck. It's going to (sighs) happen. All right. It's the way it is. So um, some other pop culture stuff that I know Jared is, is keyed up on here. The Last of Us. Uh, we had episode four drop this this past Sunday. We'll, we'll keep spoilers light for the TV show, not so much for the game. Um, so I watched it last night, and I, I'm finding you- myself, I think one of my favorite things to do is like, oh, that that's from the game, or that's from the game. That's a little bit different from the game. Uh, and and this is an episode that definitely had a lot of spot-on game moments, but also uh, kind of changed the location of where Joel and Ellie run into these hunters at uh th- this in hmm. the game it happened in in pittsburgh where in the show it's it's kansas city right, kansas city but it, it's still kind of the, the same deal and and without getting too in detail the game also never really gets into the hierarchy of the the hunter leadership if you know what i mean like that okay. that that lady and and the guy they don't really exist in game but joel and ellie definitely run a run across some renegade type of motherfuckers and the, the, the whole crash in the truck thing that that was all uh, from the game the joke book from the game a lot of good stuff there
1: uh, before going into the show i i knew the game existed and all i knew about it was uh, a guy and a young girl in the post apocalypse that's like i knew nothing more than that so I, i've go, been going into this show completely okay um, so, so this is just so, fresh to uh, you objectively totally and um I mean, it's great because, um, I don't have any,
0: right. Sometimes I kind of like not having that knowledge. Dude, I'm like telling you right now, this is a great property to not have that because I watch every episode with a, with, with a pit in my stomach, uh, because <laughs> I know future events. I know ultimately what's going to go down and, and shit after they announced that season two is greenlit, I honestly might not watch it because I, I know the events that are going to have to happen yeah. early on. It's just and that's why The Last of Us as a, as a property is, is such a banger because it, it can get that that grasp on your soul and your emotions and the, 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 the situations it presents to you. You know, who gives a shit about the, the cordyceps and the fungus and the zombies? That, that, that's nothing about The Last of Us. The Last of Us, it's all about humanity and how people behave when there, when there is no more law and order. Right. And, and, and that's really what we're seeing in this episode and, and what we're going to see throughout the rest of season one and season two. But this episode in particular, I, I really enjoyed the moments between, um, Pedro and Bella, you know, for, the, for the first time, I think you really start to see that, that Joel is starting to look at her as more than just cargo, even though that's what he called her. Even though that's what he said. Right? But th- th- there is a a bond starting to form, which us as gamers know is eventually going to become a very strong bond.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's so much, and like it's it feels very natural, and um, especially just you know the, when they're out uh, by the not by the fire, but camping out basically, and the jokes. The joke book and yeah you can tell he really like he cares about
0: yeah I mean the, the dude didn't even sleep but when they were camping he's like yeah we're fine and then the, the camera zooms in on him he's got the gun right next to him he's wide awake standing there so uh, and then the, the, the way he dealt with what he thought was her you know first kill uh, w- was a good moment too and kind of showing her how to use the gun properly you could see Ellie's like oh all right cool uh, so that that is one slight difference is at this point in the game, Ellie is still not really into the concept of of killing people and, and shooting people herself uh, in the game. She's a little more reserved at this stage, not so much like in the show, where to me it feels like hmm. Bella's alley is like, All right, yeah, let's let fucking kill, you know, like I'm, I've <laughs> killed before. I'm good. You know, don't, don't worry about me. I'm 14. I've yeah. already killed people. Yeah. Uh, so that's a slight Shit. change. Um, But without talking about the ending, I'm, I'm excited to see where next week leads, how, how they handle that because the, the surprise oh. at the end that those people are in the game, I'll leave it at that without naming names. Cool. So can't wait yeah all right we got a uh another question here from a rachel i like it rachel keep it up uh what's your guy's favorite black series figures uh, i'll let you start with yeah. that do you, do, do you good with just right off the top of your head your favorite
1: yeah the patrol trooper the uh oh, your guy yeah it's the guy yeah, like right behind
0: the- his head if you're on the live stream this guy which, which, by yeah. the way, if, if you'd like to join the live stream, if you're just listening now on the podcast version, we do them 230P East on YouTube at Star Wars Time Show. Um, I think for me, it's it's probably X-Wing Pilot Luke, the the newer one where his face doesn't right, look like archival. he has makeup, and... One of the Revan's, I'm probably going to lean towards light side Revan. I really dig that light side Revan figure, even though it's he's essentially just one big rubber mold because they didn't give him yes. soft goods, but he's a, that white Revan just looks fucking good. Like he just looks really good. cool. Um, I am a little jealous that you all are going to have the chance to buy a Malgus. It looks like soon. I think that was revealed last yeah. week. Uh, Did see that. You might get me to buy that, even though I I didn't move on the Bastilla Shans or any other stuff. So I think I'm fully cut of of the Black series, but we'll see. Get you give me Amalgus Hot Toys for fucking sure. I'll grab that, uh, but it's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe one day if uh, if it ever comes to you know if we ever get a um, Old Republic live action, who knows? Yeah, but that's how, not how sure many how many one
0: six do you have these days, dude? 10 to 12 ish what it do you, do you find yourself adding a couple a year or is it just you get you know uh you just get something up your ass you're like i gotta get this figure
1: it's that yeah it's, it's it depends because i've gotten really good at saying i don't need that like i don't have that type of perfectionist mentality like i gotta get this to have them all i just like whatever i think looks cool i'm like okay i'm gonna yeah. get that so which is a really great and hard thing to Get to. I need, uh,
0: yeah, I need to break the the wave mentality because the wave mentality when you collect one six is very dangerous. And by wave mentality, I mean you got to have everything in the wave. So, for example, Obi Wan Kenobi the series last year, we eventually got the trickling out of Kenobi hot toys figures. And of course, my dumbass, I'm pretty sure I have everyone on pre order, even though I probably don't need them all. I I got Reva, I got the Grand Inquisitor, I got Kenobi, I got Vader, and I got the Purge Trooper. I think that's the whole fucking shoot and match for
1: that. Vader looks
0: great. For, uh, yeah. I mean, hey, I, I will. the Kenobi, I'd argue his face looks a little fucked up, but I, I still had to get it. Uh, the Vader was the must have, but you know, I got, I got them all. Why not? You got to, uh, even, even watching the Mandalorian. I remember Mandalorian. I had all those pre-ordered eventually was able to cancel Kuiil, but as I'm rewatching Mando episodes one, two and three last week, I'm like, how the fuck did I cancel kuil <laughs> like, how, how could I, as a Star Wars addict and collector, cancel Kuhil? Like, if if you really think about Kuhil and his arc, he is one of the most impactful motherfuckers in all of Star Wars. He really Without is. Without Kuhil, should... Mando is done on Arvala 7. That's it. Done. It's true. Eaten by it's a true. blurg as soon as he gets off his fucking razor crest. So you didn't get the big blurg? No, I canceled like, it all, man. And now it's like, I mean, Kuhil is still available, but... For me, because I'm so trained on payment plans on Sideshow, even though I don't really have to do payment plans, I'm fortunate enough to have that type of s- scratch. The fact that I have to pay straight up, I can't do it. <laughs> like I can't I can't just drop $245 on a wheel for some reason. And and I feel you know, like I need them now.
1: I thought that they implemented a new thing where you could do the payment plan even on in stock oh, items. I'll have to look. I'll have to look. I, I was thinking that same thing and then um my you know my girlfriend fiance now oh um, she was like, no, you can you can um you can do the payment plan now even stock items also like, really
0: yeah Didn't well know. i don't know now that so. i just reminded myself i might might have to snag kawiel because he would he's literally dude he'd be the only one i don't have um from mando proper Dang. like I, I skipped on Cosca reeves i skipped on axe Woves, but i got Bo, both the Dins, brown suit full beskar ig11 paz what about the new chrome? Mando? Armorer. No, fuck him. I can't do it. Uh, I wish I, I was. would didn't dude, get I was I was, I was about to jump off that cliff, but I, I heard from Tones that his head system is the same as the uh Boba Fett repaint fucker. And I I don't know if you heard my trials and tribulations with that dickhead, but no way. I, I will not buy a figure that uses that head head swap system. And by that I mean you literally, you know, on some hot toys like normal ones. You can just pop their helmet off and then jam the head onto the same peg. No. With these new uh, Mando figures, you have to, dude, you have to rip out a generic black neck from the ball joint that is like deep into the chest of the figure. Ugh. Then you can jam in the, the flesh head. And the flesh head, you'll see it's got a very elongated neck piece. Right. Right. And to get mine out, I had to use a hair dryer and fucking pliers.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's, I don't. I don't like that either. Fuck you, Hot that Toys. That's that's, so that's bullshit.
0: It's bullshit because they they've done it. I mean, Bo Katan, case in point. You can take her fucking helmet off and then you just pop her head right on the same fucking peg. But for some reason, now with Boba Fett and in that awesome looking shiny din, you have this dumb shit system with this black plastic neck fill piece for their helmet that sits on a piece of foam.
1: Yeah. I don't like that either. I usually Ooh. just keep the helmets on. I rarely ever switch to the the face.
0: I, do, I had to get the, that, that Tamara sculpt for the Boba Fett repaint, like sitting on the arm or on the throne. I had to get it on there. So it's fantastic. So I, I, I sucked it up, scratched the fuck out of the neck piece and I will never change the head again. He he forever will just be holding his helmet on his lap like a good little daimyo. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Last of Us continues to be great. Uh, I, I, Jared, do you have any other two cents to add to that? My my thing is just I'm so impressed with just the the
1: how incredible the the post-apocalyptic world looks. Every single scene is a different area that looks like an, a massive set it looks and it's yeah the and I, I don't I'm just blown away how, how they' do this and and I don't think I don't,
0: they're using like volume technology per se I don't
1: right me neither and uh, you know how like a lot of HBO shows before the show starts'll say stay tuned at the end of the episode to watch a special behind the scene like right. game of thrones did that but they don't do that for this
0: show no they it's I here they it's did. here no 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 they they hbo has has um they don't advertise it anymore but if you just let it run through the credits it'll roll right into the trailer for next week and then the inside look oh it has that yes yes oh. so all all four episodes yeah all, all four episode. episodes have it so you just got to Fast forward through the credits, then the trailer will play and then you'll get the inside. That's books. huge. OK, cool. But yeah, I mean, I, I really I've watched that. them all and I have seen nothing that indicates they're using a ton like a, a ton of, uh, you know, LED projection walls. So they're either out real world and they're they've dressed the fuck out of sets or they have like those huge green screen walls out in the real world that they, that they can then dub in like the, the distance yeah. apocalyptic settings. So that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, but fantastic stuff and and best of all, it's got our man Pedro in it. Uh speaking of yeah. Pedro, do, do you get in the SNL at all, Saturday Night Live? Uh n- not really, but I did
1: see uh, a little bit of what he did. I saw the one yeah. sketch with him in the Super Mario.
0: Um, yeah dude so uh, I haven't watched it but I've heard that Pedro just absolutely dominated SNL and it was like one of the best episodes ever so I I, I need to go back and watch it but yeah he, he was like a like a gangster Super Mario and Mario Kart and stuff
1: Yeah I I I, so, I just saw that one uh, and it was fantastic and yeah maybe I I would love to go Yeah back no and I'm watch I'm definitely
0: going to go rewatch it cuz this guy has really become one of my favorite actors, and and I didn't know shit about him until he played Oberon in, in in Game of Thrones, uh, and then wow. from here, like just more bit parts. I think what he he went into the Narcos, and then eventually made it to Mando, and uh, the rest is history. But uh, yeah. his movie with Nick Cage was fantastic. His character in that weird pandemic movie on Netflix was great. He has a good interaction with Daisy Ridley. Uh, I I just. Oh, right. Thoroughly enjoy the dude. He just, he seems yeah. like a chill motherfucker. I'd like to sit down, you know, smoke a little, smoke a little doja with him. Talk <laughs> about life. Maybe have some tequila. Yeah,
1: he's really great. I, I really, yeah.
0: What do you think is the worst accessory a Black Series figure came with? There, any, Black, any Black Series figure that comes with soft goods. The soft goods being yeah. the bad accessory because the, their, their cloaks are fucking piss they get they have like the kkk hoods for jedi so that that's my my response
1: yeah well it's even worse when like just one of the kylo ones has a like a rubber hood and you could just like attach it or yeah de-tach yeah it.
0: from from tross the, the tross kylo. yeah and it's just terrible. like what am i supposed to even do with this terrible but that's all right terrible all right well there you go okay i guess we can go home we talked a lot Nah, we we still got our bad batch to get through. But real quick, before I get there, we got some reminders. Don't forget, yours truly right here. I, 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 you know, grind away on the content creation in between shows. So make sure that you're following the Star Wars Time Show on YouTube at Star Wars Time Show. We got some shorts out there you may have missed. Uh, I've been asked to do a, a, an ethics and AI presentation for my real job so I went knee deep in the chat GPT last week I'm becoming quite a, an expert and I had it rewrite the uh, raise ending to the rise of Skywalker so you could check that short out right that was cool uh, I, uh, I I did a, someone, um, Darth LVJ, thank you, my man or my girl for clipping our Zepho discovery last week. So we got that for you to watch if you missed that. And of course the bad batch content from S2E6. Don't forget shorts are out there. Comic book breakdowns. We got you covered. All right, man, it's time to bad batch. So you, you know how we usually do it. We start with our self reviews. Then we go through and highlight some of the, some of the top moments, at least to me, you, you obviously can chime in, and, and then we'll pick apart some of the references and eggy type of stuff after. So since you are the guest and a special one at that, what say you about Bad Batch S2E6 Tribe?
1: I thought it was sweet. I thought it was a great episode. And whenever I go into a new Bad Batch episode, I don't really get my hopes up to a word. It's like it's a huge like addition to... Star Wars lore because sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. Well, you, okay. you
0: probably remember how the Clone Wars was where you would literally exactly. never had an overarching story and you would have many arcs, but most times they were one offs or little insights into things. So thank you.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's just that's how it is. And that's OK. But this one. Yeah, this one had a lot of great, uh, cool stuff like with just seeing Gungi again, which was just really cool. And just seeing a lightsaber. I'm just cool. glad
0: I know how to pronounce his name now because I, I always went with Gungi. Gungi. I always thought it was Gunji, but I, like I knew there wasn't
1: like. I just I knew there wasn't like a set, but yeah, Gunji just makes more sense. And I what I really liked was this was the first time at least I've ever seen, um, like, because I've always you know I know the huge basic rivalry between the Wookiees and the Trandoshans because I knew you know the well, Trandoshans. that's would why, kill them right for there. That, that's and, it,
0: right there. So
1: and it was cool to finally see that It's like okay this is it mm-hmm. like this is just happening so like that was just that was great to to see that and I, that was one of my favorite things but um
0: it was also just a cool story just seeing
1: Kashyyyk. like i, don't I remember i ever is, i, I believe Kashyyyk that's gun. the
0: first time we saw it in animated form we we did get yeah, it we, we so. got it in um revenge of the sith you know when when yoda's there with with Baca and all them and in Gree. But I think this is the first time in animated form, and, and and boy, oh boy, is it a great planet for animation because it it looked fantastic. So go ahead, sorry, I was cutting in yeah. on you.
1: No, it, it was it was really awesome, and uh, I really liked those cool creature things the Wookies are riding on that had like big ears. Yeah, they're like monkey tigers yeah i thought that was just very <laughs> star it just it felt very prequel yeah star yeah, wars totally yeah, i mean
0: that's a me. star like, wars as, as cool. it gets and that's honestly i i didn't find the name of that alien they didn't it wasn't in the captions or whatever but i always wonder if, if i wonder if that's something that was left over from the clone wars era like yeah. concept art that was just hanging out that floney or, or someone remembered like oh yeah let, let, let's fold this in finally
1: i bet you it was because a lot of the a lot of the um it's just random things we get like that. And even in live action, just old designs or whatever. So I bet you that was,
0: I bet you it was, that would be really cool. If it was Rachel's telling us Kashyyyk was in rebels. So I'll just have to take their word for it really? now. Yeah. I, I don't remember it, but like I said, I, I also don't check facts live. So we'll, we'll have to get back to it. I don't remember
1: either. I did a recent re- rewatch too. Um, it was in Jedi fallen order, which I guess
0: kind of counts as animation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it, right. but it had cow in it, so it doesn't count. Right, the milk toast. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to give him another chance come April now. I'm giving him our a chance. Yes, He's, you he's are. had five years to grow. Maybe he's gotten a little edgier, a little more interesting, but I, I'm sorry. Unless you're like a, a young person that just, you're like, oh yeah, he's cool. I can do these cool things with him. Cow was as plain Jane as it gets, as well as the Fallen Order story in general, in my
1: opinion. All of your complaints about the combat is that's I am right there with okay, you. I good, also, thanks. was quite frustrated. It, it seems like
0: him. they added ways to almost make him fight like a Jedi in the sequel, but it, it looks like they're still going to rely on some of that very heavy time-based parry counter bullshit that yeah. people dig in a game with light-based swords. But okay, yeah, who cares? <laughs> we'll see. All right, so. Anything else on on the episode before I I give my two cents? I'm sure when you give your two cents, there'll be things that will pop into my head. uh, You know, like like Jared found it to be highly entertaining. I'll talk about this more once we get into the eggs and references portion of our breakdown. But I, I really loved how this was essentially repurposed Clone Wars, like down to scenes, characters, moments. Uh, if you were at Celebration 2015, you know exactly what I'm, I'm talking about because they, they were showing it off in rudimentary form. So I I, I dug that they finally got to get this, this story out there in a finished version. Um, but I, I just I, I enjoyed obviously getting Gungy in there, you know, anytime you can get a connection to the, the Clone Wars, especially with the mystical side of the Clone Wars with the Jedi and a Wookiee Jedi at that because there, there aren't many Wookiee Wookie, Wookie Jedi <laughs> in, in canon these days. I mean. I know there's one in, in the High Republic, don't know his name, because I really oriaga, There you go. Oriaga. Uh, yeah, and I think there might have been one other who may be legend at this point in time, and then you have Gunji. So it's just they weren't... For whatever reason, and I'm sure there's an explanation out there, the, the Wookiees didn't always quite have the Force-sensitive children to be stolen. So I always like those, those yeah, tiebacks. They're special. But I, I think, to me, man, my favorite part was... Uh, this is really the first episode since the premiere where the bad batch and the empire were back in the same episode together, having to deal with each other. And I, I, and this is something that I wrote down as, as one of my questions. I might as well just ask it now, but to me, Jared, I felt like this episode and, and what they did on Kashyyyk was the Bad Batch's first official act against the Empire? What say you? Now they they've been on other missions where you know they're working for Sid and and they and you know the Empire was screwing their plans, but they were, were literally working for Sid on a mission and had to get out and save themselves. In this, they chose to fight the Empire. They could have left as soon as they reunited Gunji with the Wookies, but thanks to Tech right they for the first time in my opinion made a conscious choice to take on the empire in the name of those that need help
1: yeah i think you're right yeah that, that's that, that's all i can remember because yeah last most of last season was kind of just like they're on a mission and the empire is yeah. kind of like a an obstacle or something Correct. they're not they're not doing something completely like fighting against them directly and what their goals are, whatever. And that's a, that's a cool point. And that's kind of like what echo seems to be
0: pushing them towards, a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So far I mean, he, and, he's all
0: in. I mean, I've been saying that since the premiere episode, I was like, this is going to be one of the themes throughout the season is going to be echo pushing the others to, to kind of wake up and smell the coffee. Like, listen guys, we were born and bred for a reason. And that reason is to protect those who can't protect themselves and we got to do that against the empire because th- this thing is bad news. And I really felt like for the first time on Kashyyyk, seeing Wookiees getting enslaved, seeing villages getting raised for no good reason, and, and just how the Transdoshans were treating them, the message, I I, I I wouldn't say Hunter is still fully on board, but I i think it, it came through a little clearly. Like, yeah, we... We have a particular skill set that can help the galaxy at this point in time, and it may be time to start enacting it more than we have.
1: Yeah, and you kind of got that when he was, I think, explaining to the Wookiee like, leader lady, because um, she's like, why are you here? And he's like, we saw this person in need and we're not going to let some, you know. That's that's our number one thing to help.
0: Yeah. So that, uh, that was cool. That's why I mean to me, and that that's why I know a lot of people, oh another self-contained episode. And yes, it mostly was, but that to me was a big moment in season two. I, I think they are gonna be much more open to direct confrontation, direct meddling with the Empire now after this Kashyyyk mission in the tribe episode.
1: Yeah, it was self-contained and not there wasn't a whole lot necessarily about the Bad Batch's story going forward, but there was a lot of stuff that filled in little holes in the overall Star Wars and story. I, with, I
0: think that's what the series is for. I mean, the Bad Batch themselves yeah. – I don't want to say they're disposable, but they're, they're more or less vehicles to open our eyes to what was happening at this point in time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if any of really them cool get dude. extended narratives or, or deeper lore, it's going to be Omega because of her ties to the Fett family and, and just the potential right. for her to have stories in the uh, the Mandoverse era and beyond. Uh, the other guys, I, th- I think they their time ends in Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so too. Unfortunately, but because we'll it, it's like I've said before, the other name clones. Like if you're gonna get the name clones, Rex, Wolf, and Gregor, by the time the Empire, you know, we have open rebellion against the Empire. Where are these other guys? So right, th- you're not gonna have these guys just be like, "Yeah, fuck it, we we kick the Empire's ass." Omega is somewhat safe. She's older now. We're gonna go retire. Um, I, I sadly think the Bad Batch, the Codies of the world, they're all destined for. A heroic sacrifice, but a sacrifice nonetheless.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I I'm I think the same thing. So, so
0: good good episode overall. I, I uh, you know I, I for some reason when crosshairs not involved it does feel like something's missing. But like I said, having the Empire and the Batch together again for the first time since uh, the premiere was nice. So l- let's go through some of the top moments I had noted. And and Jared, if I miss any that that stood out to you, please just be like hey hey. You're not the end all, be all, pal. I like this scene, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I got to start with just the, I guess according to my notes, the fungi save. I'm guessing I meant Gunji save. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I really liked the opening and and how Omega kind of gets gets the team mixed up in saving Gunji, but I liked Gunji's actions himself. When the, uh what were they called? The Vanguard Axis approached them. Yeah, I liked them. I thought that w- they were interesting, and they're all droids. Did they remind was- you of any droid we know? I had one came to mind immediately, but there was no direct connection, so I didn't mention it in my reference video.
1: Kind of looks, the head shape looks like uh L.
0: Yeah, Leet. What's the? Leet, L337, Lando. L3. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. L3. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely I I was like L3, uh, yeah,
0: that's but, right where I went too. I mean, they're definitely a, a elite-esque type of of headpiece, but there there's no connection. So really, I what I love Jared in in for some reason this move gets me all the time in Star Wars. But when Gunji spots his saber and then uses the force to call it to him and light it up, uh, I couldn't help but be reminded of Luke Skywalker doing something similar in a wampus cave. And then my girl Ray, one of my, one of the, probably the best moment for me in the sequel trilogy in TFA, when she reaches out for the Skywalker family blade, just as Kylo does, and it comes to her, Q... The force theme, cue some tears from Matt. I those moments mm-hmm. stand out to me. Anytime I watch them, I get a little soft. And I, I just loved Gunji doing the same thing. You know, doing the Luke. Yeah. Doing the Ray. And and it did it. It kind of had that same feeling. Now I wasn't as emotionally moved because it's Gunji and we know him from like three episodes in Clone <laughs> Wars. He's, he's, he's right. he, you know, he's not uh, flesh and blood like our Rays and Luke's. But anytime a Jedi or a force user does that, it's hard not to just kind of dream and, and wish and be like, damn, I wish I had the force.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a great moment. Just a great just like
0: because you,
1: you, we we know where Jedi are in this time and just like especially with him it just felt good to see him.
0: Man, yeah, He's still a kid. Strong. Yeah, I mean, he, he might be a teen pushing, you know, 15, 16. I, I doubt he's even in his 20s. Uh, He was captured. Is about to be. I guess it's the other thing. In in your mind, who who do you think uh, the Vanguard were gonna sell Gunji to? Because they mentioned a buyer. Oh, I don't know. They would have known he was a Jedi because the leader had his lightsaber. So, do you think they were like gonna meet with Vader or like another asset? Because I don't even know if the Inquisitor program. I think it is up and running at this point in time. So
1: I, I think it's. I think it would be too. But yeah, I was thinking just like the Empire or something, uh, just because they want to exterminate Jedi and they know it's Jedi. Um, but it also thinks too. Like, why wouldn't they just want? Why would they want him
0: alive? That's what I mean. So because typically. When we're talking Jedi, just kill them. Like, Jedi, if you think about it, dead or alive doesn't work for Jedi. They should be dead. That's the best way to bring in a Jedi. So that's why I I just, I took it in my notes, like, why? Who wants to buy a, a Jedi Wookiee that's alive?
1: That is a good question. I don't know, unless there's something special about Gungi that makes Vader or the Empire or something want him alive. I don't know.
0: Like I said, I did, like I just,
1: with Grogu, like they wanted him alive.
0: I, I talked to myself while I watch this type of stuff. So uh, got, maybe got there's something special notes. about Benji. All right. But I, I really love that scene and, and how it kind of mirrors what we've seen other Jedi heroes and heroines do. uh Next up. I uh you, you don't get a lot of Wookiee anything in Star Wars. uh You know, there's some legend stuff. Hell, there, there's this great RTS. It's called Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. That I, you actually think in the Wookiee campaign, you get some good lore, but that's all legends. Uh, you don't really get any Wookiee lore in the movies. So, it, it, to me, Jared, a, a standout moment was just when when Gunji and the Bash they they find uh, what's her name Yana's village. And you, you kind of get to see the dynamic and how Wookiees live together and, and the, yeah. their respect for the living world and how they talk to trees. It was just a great insight into Wookiee culture and how they are very much, you know, like 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 Native Americans or or civilizations that existed before modern machineries and and, and machinations like that. They're just very down to earth and spiritual race
1: yeah, I, I agree because you, we really don't get a lot of Wookiee, Wookiee on Wookiee stuff. You know, it's usually Chewie or another Wookiee hanging out with our heroes. So, yeah, I agree. That was really cool. The last time I can think of seeing Wookiee, um, like, civilization stuff was in um, the first KOTOR. Um,
0: yeah, like ancient shit. So, again, right. leg, legend stuff, not even real canon. It's just like, you know, you had to wonder – would we have ever seen Chewbacca, you know, hugging a tree? Or or did he move beyond <laughs> his culture? Like like hanging out with, with, with a scoundrel like Han as long as he did. Do you think Chewbacca did any Wookiee rituals still why while, while he was out being hmm. a smuggler and a scoundrel? I don't know. Does make me wonder though. Makes me Yeah, like why why not when he was on acto with Luke? Was he like hugging a rock or you know, he's actually trying to eat the porgs, but then he doesn't. So does that show like his respect for the living world and nature? I don't know. I just like I would like to see uh, Chewbacca hugging a tree again. I guess that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I would like to know if, if Chewie did or didn't kind of get into his um his Wookiee spiritual side or, or maybe he just wasn't into it because he spent so much time with
0: right off yeah, off was, world away from yeah. family. You never know. So I, I, I did enjoy the village. Uh, even though you know it's mostly all gonna get torn down, the the, the drinking ritual. You yeah, gotta love that wrecker. You know he's like, <laughs> You yeah. hey, he how can you not like wrecker man? He's just like that big dope, but a but a yeah, kind hearted dope. You know, like he his his head's in the right spot. Yeah, uh,
1: that was a great little moment too. Yeah, when they're both. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, speaking of wrecker, he's my next uh, moment of note. And uh, I just, I don't know if anyone picked up on this, but the whole time they're fighting back against the Transdoshians, Wrecker is doing his damnedest to impersonate the Wookiee warrior call. Yes. Like if you really pay attention, he's like he's with the one guy the whole time. Like he's going like, oh, <laughs> and then the one where he jumps down, I, I promise I heard this, but he does the Chewbacca Tarzan that you heard in Revenge of the Sith where where Chewbacca swings over to that uh, one of the uh, separatist mechs coming up the beach. You know, he's like, oh, he lands on it. <laughs> and I, I, I swear, Wrecker, when he jumps down onto the tank. Paid. I did not paid homage to Chewbacca's Tarzan <laughs> call. So uh, that that was a a definitely a top moment for me. I I, I kind of like the the battle too being set at night. Uh, it, it provides for some great contrasting visuals, right with the with the laser bolts really and, and the good. fire and the lightsaber.
1: Yeah, the animation is, is it's so cool to see how good it has come, especially because like, I started a Clone Wars rewatch like a few months ago. And uh, it's it's night and day. Oh, yeah. How, I mean, how far season the animation one, has come. season one, the
0: movie or th- it looks like it's a whole different property at this point. Yeah, in time. the
1: movie just looks rough compared to um, where we are now. Yeah,
0: Tones is right. I mean, Chewie does that shit in um, Return of the Jedi when he takes over the chicken walker right he, he, he that's what right that's when he does yeah, that so the, all right tarzans. yeah i but he and of all the the clone force 99 wrecker obviously is the best to channel his inner wookie because he essentially is a hairless wookie let's be real he, <laughs> he just doesn't speak uh shriev wook or whatever it's called right. uh, but, <laughs> but yeah i mean i think jared some of the best visuals some of the best moments in the uh episode when it was when gunji and uh uh, Venomer or whatever the hell his name had their little duel. Then you had that circle of fire and and Gunji yeah, jumping up in really trees cool. and getting down and and kind of dueling them out. That was a uh, that was pretty legit. Gunji definitely looks like he's uh, he's learned a few things on the lamb. I mean we we don't really know how he got away. Gunji's a beast, but yeah, he looks like he can carry himself.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. Now. I'm I'm curious if the if that's kind of where Gunji will dwell as a. Jedi. Yeah, You know, let's get into uh, that.
0: Do you think there's any callback to this episode down, down the road this season? Um, case in point, do, do we get anything like where we've seen the Mandalorian where, you know, throughout a season he goes through and meets people and then towards the end, yeah. some of the people he met, like a Cara Dune or a Migs Mayfeld, they're now assisting him. Do we get any any sort of callback to to Gunji or is it was that truly just a one-stop check-in, hey, we know he's a fan favorite, here he is. We've kind of given you some closure. He's with the Wookiees now, back to the Bad Batch. Or or, or do you I, see towards the end like any of the people the Bad Batch run into in the season coming to assist them? Hmm.
1: I mean, I think that would be really cool if somehow Gunji comes in is a helps them out later i don't i don't think so yeah, me, me i mean me either I, I don't think they will
0: you just you don't really get those through lines in the animated star wars you just don't yeah yeah not so much i mean it would be cool but i don't i don't think so we just like tcw we're, we're gonna get some mini arcs like one or two episodes but uh, I, I really don't think we're gonna have through lines like that you're, you're gonna have overarching narratives like tech and we need to fight the empire and omega uh, did I ruin their lives because they needed to save me? And then obviously crosshair. What the fuck am I doing? You have all that type <laughs> of stuff. That's all going to be overarching. But in terms of like the batch themselves having a a direct through line and and going through shit. And like I said, they're more of a vehicle to show us what's happening versus what they're what's happening to them. Yeah. All right. Well, did I miss, is there any standout moments to you that, that we didn't talk about? All right. No. Yeah, I think you got them. Let's get into the nerdy stuff then. So unlike episode five, there, there were some, dare I say, yeah. Easter eggs. There were definitely some references, but it, definitely a ton of canceled Clone Wars. That That's what we got in this episode. So like I said earlier, if you were at Celebration 2015 in Anaheim, that was before a lot of this shit before you knew the clone wars was going to get a final season before Disney even had Disney plus and thought about doing star wars tv they uh felony at a panel aired canceled clone wars footage it was still in like previs format uh, you know he did this before also with uh was it rebels potentially or no Clone Wars with with Boba Fett versus Cad Bane like that whole deal. same thing Jared so we're we're talking the same deal so this episode for all intents and purposes is a full-on canceled Clone Wars arc Um, Clone Force 99 was going to be in it Kashyyyk was going to be involved Yoda was going to be in the episode so they did change some things but for all intents and purposes, this is a fully repurposed, canceled Clone Wars episode. They called it an arc, so, you know, it might have been multiple episodes, and they just kind of turned it into one. So, that right there, in, in and of itself, is a, a big Easter egg, if you will. Yeah, uh, which is awesome. Uh, the other, really cool. Yeah, the other stuff that we got here, let me look at my notes here, uh... We got the reskin TCW. Okay. Obviously, like Rachel pointed out earlier in the live stream chat, uh, Gunji himself is a reference to the Clone Wars. Right. Some people yep. get mad at me when I do stuff like that, but it is a reference. Okay. So just get over it. It definitely is. Yeah. He's just, he isn't. He's a cameo. Basically. Was That's he, uh, he was just in that one arc where they go to form their or forge their lightsabers. Right. It was a long pretty- arc, but he, he didn't really get much play outside of that.
1: Did he? I thought I remembered him also on some. There's like an episode where there's a bunch of younglings. I don't think Ahsoka's there. A bunch of younglings and they're like trying to escape some like, like prisoner planet or something. And It I, might I, still
0: be a part of the arc I'm thinking about. With the with the, where they get the because they, they actually do where they go get they 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 go and to try and forge their lightsabers, but then shit gets fucked up where Yoda gets separated from them. And I think maybe I think Ahsoka arc. and maybe Barris are with them and they have to escape or get away from shit. Yeah, that,
1: that might, I definitely remember. Yeah, maybe maybe it's the same mark, but I do remember something like yeah, that happening.
0: So, I mean, obviously, he, he's he's a reference, but not it wasn't like a shock. It, you know, it, it's kind of disappointing that they included his scenes in the trailers and the promo for the series, because I think if they would not have done that this episode would have popped for
1: that people yeah that's true that would have been a huge it definitely would have uh, popped like,
0: oh, yeah, yeah like damn it's Gungie but hey we, we knew it was coming so it didn't hit as hard but I loved his reintroduction his little bond with Omega was w- was fun to watch them at the end sitting there kind of uh, praying to the trees and, and hearing their elders kind of lament the fact that these two now have to live in a fucked up galaxy <laughs> <laughs> because of shit their generation and, and their people in charge did to it um, all right, another reference or egg here are the Kinrath themselves, and they go all the way back to Kotor, Jared. I remember those like uh, the spidery looking things, but those go back from Absolutely. Kotor, and they were also going to be heavily featured in that canceled Clone Wars arc. Um, all right, <laughs> moving right along here with the good stuff. The uh, as Jared said earlier. You know, you, you finally get to see the uh, what the Transdoshans were doing to the Wookiees. They were enslaving them for the Empire and they weren't and their pelts like the and, and we got that in Book of Boba Fett. Like, hey, pelt, Wookie, the guys are wearing Wookiee pelts and, you know, Black K wasn't a big fan of that type of stuff. But th- but that's what they did. I mean, the Empire essentially hired them out because they didn't want to deal with the Wookiees. Uh, they also knew like, hey, uh, the Wookiees can rip off their body parts and they'll eventually grow <laughs> back. So it's OK. Let's use these lizard dudes. But yeah, they, they used them to be slavers for, for
1: Wookiees. Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts. So just being able to fin- see that. Yeah,
0: finally get it. Hear about it. Now here it is. Because this is another deal. And if Tones is listening, I think he can confirm it. But in that same RTS I'm talking about, i and by RTS, it's like, it was, think Age of Empires, but Star Wars. It was beautiful. It was called Galactic Battlegrounds. Uh, it drives me Sweet. nuts that, like, I own it in Steam, but it doesn't play on any modern platform. It, it, it was aces. But, huh. Jared, it had a full arc on what was happening on Kashyyyk and, and how the Empire was using the transdotion So this... This is like it's been in legends for for many, many, many a decade. And I think the comics probably recanonize it, but it's always good for us people that don't like to read to get the <laughs> the moving images to reinforce it. So, yes. Um, and uh, even that this dude himself, Commander Venomar, he was also going to be the big bad in the, the Clone Wars arc. So, like I said, oh, cool. they didn't fuck around. Filoni told Corbett and Ra, like, listen, we, we did a, we did most of this shit. Just reskin it. Make it look modern. We'll call it Bad Batch. Um, cool. And I th- yeah, we, we already talked about the Wookiee roar from our boy Racker. So there you go. That is the Bad Batch S2E6 Tribe SWTs Deep Dive Breakdown with special guest. Uh, did I miss anything? Any anything that you picked up on that I let slip? Do I need to go punish myself after the show? No. Okay. I think you did
1: great. No, those, the the big, big moments were, were that with just cause she wookies.
0: So we got it all. Let's, uh, as Nick and I usually do at this point in time, although I think we forgot last week and it is, it's hard to predict animated star Wars, but knowing that we're going into a two episode block. So there you go. Right. And just in case you forgot tomorrow, we're getting a double dropper episode seven and eight. It was going to take us to mid season. And, uh, Jared and I, we, we, I, I ran the titles by him earlier today. And, and I think they, they, they kind of allude to the fact that, that we're going to get some meat thrown at us tomorrow. Uh, the, the narrative meat that I think a yeah. lot of people have been yearning for since episode three. So here we go. The two episodes debuting tomorrow, February eight, or whenever you're listening, are going to be the Clone Conspiracy. Okay. That sounds a little juicy. That sounds that a little sounds galaxy good. overarching-esque. And then the follow-up is going to be Truth and Consequences. So, let's put on our little speculation caps. And start with Clone Conspiracy. You first.
1: Clone Conspiracy. Go for glory. So, like, Go
0: for the gold. Is it a conspiracy about clones? That, yeah, or that, is it
1: a... Or is it a conspiracy that clones are kind of themselves thinking? About? Right, exactly. So I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's probably something with, with Rex. And I, I really hope it's something with Cody because I really want to see what happens to Cody in this season. Um, so it could. I know that could potentially be it. But the, um, the other one, Truth and Consequences, definitely sounds like crosshair.
0: Um, yeah, just, I, you know, it, it, I, I I agree with you on on like the broad strokes for sure. Um, so back to clone conspiracy, I, I went to the same place. Is it the galaxy thinking there's a conspiracy going on with the clones, uh, or is it as you said the clones themselves starting to conspire conspire on something? <laughs> And I, I'm honestly, Jared, I'm leaning towards the latter because as we've heard in previous episodes, especially that fantastic episode three from Rampart, uh, uh, AWOL clones desertion. It's it's a big problem. Uh, Cody himself deserted at the end of that episode. So you would think at this point in time, clones are probably talking about this stuff like, hey, fucking CT, yada, yada, yada just disappeared. Mm-hmm. That makes 100 this week. Uh, what, what's the conspiracy or what, what do we not know that they know? And then they learn like, hey, we're all going here. We're doing this. We're, this is bad shit. We've heard Rampart. He's going to nuke us all once he you know fills out the TK units a bit more. So that that's where I'm kind of going with clone conspiracy. That it's going to be within cool. the ranks. The clones are going to start really questioning their yeah. use and their purpose.
1: Yeah, and then maybe that's ultimately what leads to them being completely... Trashed and 100% to right. conscripted or however they yeah, do. it. Yeah, because um, you know I,
0: I've talked with Nick. Is like I, I I think especially for clone bros out there, I think you're going to be in for some heartache. Uh, not not because yeah. they're not really going to be the name clones, but I could totally see the Empire send them to a mission in glass in the motherfucker. Like just oh just God, blowing. Not, they can't blow planets up yet because we know you know the the, the 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 no moon base is up there still being constructed. But they could definitely land some clones down there and, and orbital bombard the living shit out of them. So, you know, and if you think about these are going to dovetail. I mean, they're, they're not doing back to back episodes just for fun. Uh, it's probably going to be just like one and two where, you know, episode seven is going to cliffhang, And then thankfully we get to go right in the truth and consequences. So if we go with the fact that the clones are conspiring and and that kind of plays out in that episode truth and consequences kind of like you were thinking and consequences even goes back to episode three and what cody told uh crosshair i think crosshair will be presented with another very clear fork in the road and he's going to make another bad choice and Mm. he will live with those consequences yet again and that could be being even even further persecuted by rampart or potentially hunted down himself even though he is still trying to follow orders.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's too early for him to make the good choice. I think it's too early for that to happen. I think if it does, it'll be, I don't know, the end of this season or if there is another season, and that's when he's going to be making like the ultimate sacrifice. I, 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 I and just, I know everyone's like,
0: thinking. oh, it's lame. It's so, it's so obvious, but I, I, I think that's where it's going to go. I would be shocked if, if they did not have a a redemption arc for crosshair not so much that oh yeah he's a good guy and he's fighting for the forces of good again it's on his dying breath like vader essentially he he's redeemed but is dead he dies in redemption yeah
1: i think that i think that's gotta happen and I, i hope it does just because that would in my head that would make the most sense to me for him to be ultimately redeemed
0: yeah, I I do think he's going to be redeemed, but he's not going to become a hero. He will die through yeah. his redemption somehow. And, and yeah. I I really think it's going to be to save Omega as they all kind of perish. I mean, how, how wild oh, really? would it be? How wild would it be if whenever the show is wrapped that it's crosshair that ultimately saves Omega because all the other brothers have have died trying to oh, do the same? God.
1: <laughs> that sounds so so tragic like I'm just thinking about that now I'm just like
0: that I think that'd be a redemption that they could that some people that don't want him to re- redeem might be able to, to buy into but I don't know just with, with the title of these episodes tomorrow man I, I really feel like we're gonna get some eye opening insights into the clones the ranks how they're thinking and just how kind of pervasive this this thought of going a wall has become within the clones and I don't know if Truth and Consequences goes fully into uh, like an uprising or dealing with an uprising. But I, I do think our boy Crosshair is going to make another bad choice because he thinks it's a good order to follow. But again, it's he's going to have to live with the consequence of yep. the choice, even though he knows the truth. How's that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And I also think just the fact that we're getting two episodes. It makes it me feel like it's it's a it's an arc between oh, the dude, 100%, two, and it's gonna be good. Hundred percent. It's gonna be. That's why they're giving them us, to, uh, giving them both uh, to us at the same time. is cause it's good.
0: That, that's what I, I'm telling everyone. Brace. Uh, you know, tones is in here. He he's ready for things to pick up. I think in general, some fans kind of want to get back to the overarching action. I, I'm telling you, it's gonna happen here. They're, they're not doing a two banger with with these episode titles without these being major moments in this season. I mean, they—it it is the halfway point. Truth and consequences will be the halfway mark. And usually once you get halfway into a season, you, you start tumbling towards the climax. So yeah, I can't wait. I, 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 can't I, I wait. honestly, dude, I think the second half of the season is really going to pick up and you'll probably still get maybe one or two self-contained as we like to call over here. Yeah, but I, I think, I think so once we get to nine through 16, it's going to be bam, 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 bam. Like here, here's look at this shit that's happening in the galaxy through the lens of the Bad Batch.
1: Cool. I can't wait. <sighs> I'm I'm enjoying it a lot so far. So I'm
0: I dig it. it. It's it's light, fair for the most part. It, it's enjoyable to watch. I, I don't get as emotionally involved as I will when the Mandalorian airs like I am. I'm super excited yeah. for for Mando to debut on March 1. There, there's no doubt about it. I probably will wake up close to 3 a.m. just from... Like that me too. Santa I think Claus I excitement. Too.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is Mando has become my number one favorite Star Wars property. And yeah, it's, so it's, like, it's kick I cannot wait for it. It's kick ass. I
0: mean, it, it, it cheats. It relies a little bit too much on the nostalgia, but it, it has enough. It's fine with me. It has enough new and it's working towards some explainers for the sequels. I'm like, fine, I dig it. And Pedro Pascal, even if it's just his voice, that's all I need. That's all I need. Right. And Grogu. Let's be real. And Grogu. I mean, it, I know some people are sick of the little fucker, but Jared, we're watching that last week, like uh, you know the Jesus scene and all that. I immediately came downstairs, opened up my glass shelf, and pulled out my one-to-one Hot Toys Grogu, and he <laughs> he now is sitting upstairs watching the Mandalorian with us, and he will stay there Good. until we're done with the Book of Boba Fett. So.
1: Well, I mean, you might as well leave him there for because season. Yeah, start no, he'll, he'll
0: probably be there until May or June or July, <laughs> something like that when I, <laughs> there you go. When I finally feel like yeah. putting it away with all my other toys that get strong. out. Yeah, but it, that, that was just— that, I, That's the only one-to-one one I own, and it's perfect. I really do think the Hot Toys Grogu, you know, he's got some ear, ear joints you can see a little bit, but he is just— He's I wish I would beauty.
1: Up. I know he's still in stock. Side yeah, Show. he
0: didn't, he didn't sell a lot. Like sideshow had their own version and, and he looked good too, but he, he, he doesn't move. Like there's no yeah. posing and he's just looking up like the hot toys. One, you can, he's got different hands. He's got different ears. You can move his mouth up and down. So, and I'm always like, as much as I hate their new head and neck system to me, hot toys is heads and tails above sideshow pro sideshow figures. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, yeah, I
0: wouldn't say it's even, it's, it's, it's not, even, not even like some sideshow shit looks janked as fuck. <laughs> Although I did, you know what? And, and this is what I get from watching and getting nostalgia. Don't watch star Wars on Friday nights with, with your young family members after you've had a few beers. Uh, cause I, I was watching the, it was like a, no, I'll do is tales of the Jedi and the Ahsoka stuff comes in. And for some reason I'm like, fuck, I love the clone wars. I forgot how much I love this. I need to honor my love of it by spending money. So I go right to Sideshow by the entire Sideshow line of 1-6 scale Clone Wars figures. Oh, the The Anakin right. that people made fun of, the Obi-Wan that people made fun of. I pre-ordered the Ahsoka, pre-ordered the Yoda. I think the only one I'm not going to dive on is, is the Grievous. But just right there, I'm like, I, 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 I have no... I don't remember the grievous. I never rest on my laurels. I always talk a big game. I'm like, I'm not gonna get sideshow one six skill. It sucks. Those Clone Wars ones don't look that good and sure shit, they're sitting on my shelves right now. And they they do yeah. look good in person, I'm not gonna fucking lie. They look good.
1: Yeah. Joints the yeah, I've seen the you know, the product plus product photos and the you know, in hand photos, and there's a difference, but it still looks good.
0: No, they they look good. Their joints blow though. Like they are they're like marionette type of joints man like you know like they want to crumble immediately <laughs> you Ooh. try to get them to stand up really i'm oh, not man. not good but hey sideshow like i said sideshow hey have you gotten approached by nin nin game or probably no. probably because your ig is decimated at this point probably not um, no well let's and just say like I, I i we'll see where this goes but I'm supposedly working with a Ninin Nin Game brand ambassador, and we might have a cool giveaway coming up on uh, cool. Instagram at Star Wars Time Show. And I, I don't want to get uh, ahead of myself, but it may be the Book of Boba Fett SH Figure Arts Throne Set that uh, a lot of people are getting in in hand oh. right now.
1: Are they like a toy store? Like yeah, yeah. Right I've, I've
0: actually used Nin, Nin Game. Um, when I when cool. I bought a lot of figure arts, that's where I would I would go there or uh, Ami. Ami. Uh, because they're 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 Japanese, so you you can get them directly from there, and usually it it it's cheaper to buy from Japanese than like a big bad toy store. Yeah,
1: that's what I usually do too. I never heard of Ninen Game though.
0: They're not bad. Like Ami Ami was probably my favorite, but yeah, Ninin Game definitely gets like those um, online exclusive figure arts that you can't get at Ami Ami. So yeah, Ninin cool. Game. So we'll we'll see. I don't. I've been burned a few times, uh, even prior to Star Wars, when I was in gaming media working with, uh, you know, PR people. So w- we'll see. Once I get the details, and if, if I feel like it's legit, hopefully we'll talk about more next week. But sweet, I'm gonna enter. Yeah, there you, there you go. I'm, you'll probably be the only one, so you have a good chance to win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel, how many episodes are there a season? Bad Batch is getting 16, just like season one. It, I believe, it wraps March 29 with another two episode. Uh, drop so the finale will be a two episode arc. And you'll have Sweet. Mando to watch that day. That that that's the other bonus. <laughs> There's so much Star Wars, man. Move it back to Friday. I it's just like Wednesday, hump day. I know some people like hump day because they're like, well it's like, you know, it's almost like a Friday in the week. I don't get that logic. To me, Wednesday you still got two yeah. fucking days to go. Friday, yeah. you know, you get to Friday, you're like, hey, I gotta put in some hours, but then it's it's Friday night. Happy hour, maybe the weekend, Saturday, best day of the week, Sunday, okay. And then it sucks at night because you know Monday's coming back, but it's hard to get excited Wednesday on a Wednesday. Star Wars day, yeah, it does I know.
1: quickly become one of the better days. You, you are One right. of the best. You are days right.
0: It just, my days are very, my Wednesdays for the most part are about 4 a.m. to about midnight Wednesdays. Yeah. So that's, that's right but that's a me problem I, I don't need to be doing what I'm doing all right if, if I was a Jared and I had 40,000 people and, and, and <laughs> when I put out a video most of those people would watch it sure I, I put out a video I might get 10 people to watch it what, what was this last one like my full breakdown uh, or my review of Bad Batch I think it got 90 views like so far why am I killing myself for this man like can you snap me out of this like can you just like, can you be like bro just just give it up. Just worry about the podcast Don't. that no one listens to. Who cares well, about content creation breakdowns and your opinions? Just just let it go. It's not going to happen.
1: There are a few people within that 90 people, including myself, that will look forward and tune into well, those. I, even if it just I appreciate it. I
0: just I, 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 do. I need like uh, 90 times 90 times 90 more of those to to satiate this this thirsty <laughs> ego of mine. Right, right. I'm open about it. It's, it's a fucking ego problem. I want people to say, you know what? You do know something about this fake ass science fiction property, and I respect you for it. (laughs) (laughs) See? They will. Sometimes you get a little Dr. Phil on the Star Wars time show. You never know. I'm a man that believes in talking about my feelings and emotions. So that's good. Call me woke or whatever you want. That's how I operate. Uh, That is good. I I actually had some thoughts on, on this Hogwarts legacy controversy and I, I don't want to get into it. So, um, let's just say this. I, 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 I uh, on this show, if you are a long time fan, you could definitely accuse me of sometimes railing on the far right and some of the, the stuff they get into Hogwarts legacy. I dare, I say, I think this is an example of the far left, uh, getting a, a bit out of bounds on, on the controversy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go much more into it because it's a touchy subject for some people. And I'm not trying to get canceled, um, but just look it up. Look up Ho- Hogwarts Legacy uh, Review Controversy, and, and you'll kind of be taken down the path. So I'm sure if you go
1: on Twitter, you'll
0: find Oh, my God, bit. dude. there There's people that are streaming it that are getting essentially swatted by the community because they're streaming Hogwarts Legacy and again without getting into it here's the 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 overarching deal there there are gaming sites out there gaming journalists that are putting up a big stink about hogwarts legacy because it's harry potter ip which means jk rowling who has some pretty shitty opinions benefits from so they're on a crusade to essentially sink the game To not give JK any more money, but I'm someone thinking like, what about those poor motherfuckers that spent three or four years developing this game? Hundreds and probably in the thousands. Working 80 to 100 hours a week, killing themselves to make it, dumping their their everything into it. And now you have the media trying to sink it on a, in my opinion, a virtue signal. And I'm someone that, listen... I'm for everyone loving whoever they want to love doing whatever they want to do to make themselves feel like themselves. Okay. But I, I, am not a fan of, of killing people's livelihood based on a, a social subject that, that you, um, you have an agenda with, I don't know. It's just, it, it, I find it very odd to see the attacks going on with Hogwarts legacy like, like I get it. We don't want J.K. to get more money or, or or more exposure, but the Harry Potter franchise is not going away. Like the books are out right. there, the movies are out there. Why are we zeroing in on this game that, yeah. to kill these these poor fucking developers that sacrifice yeah, it's themselves? It's bigger than just her. It, yeah, I mean, it's
1: bigger than just her at this. Point.
0: I just, I don't know. I just have to disagree with the far left's movement on this, and and sadly, I think this is why the left gets a bad rap. Like oh, you guys worry about this type of stuff. No, listen, I understand the trans people why they don't like JK. They shouldn't, but the, the the studio they they made the game as inclusive as possible. I mean, you can you can play a transgender character in Hogwarts Legacy. You know what I mean? You really can. And so why are they getting penalized for for JK? I it's just. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that because I probably already said too much, and depending on what side of the fence you're on, I probably blow. So I'll just keep going. Like <laughs> you, you really can't speak opinions anymore, even if you do add some factual insights behind them. So we'll leave it at that. But if you want to go down the rabbit hole, do a Google search: Hogwarts Legacy review it. controversy, or. There's there's a lot of them, a lot of journalists like we can't even review Hogwarts legacy on merit because of J.K.'s like it's a game. Is it a good game or not a good game? You won't even do that. All right. OK, moving on back to Star Wars and honestly, a bit of a sad note for me, Jared. Um, Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Linda. I like I said, I'm, I'm an open book. I think without speaking my views, everyone kind of knows where I live. It's not that hard. Um, I believe in real life. Okay. So I don't know if you saw this, Jared, but uh, this news story popped last week and it's got me a bit bummed out for The Mandalorian Season 3. And that's the fact that Ludwig Gorenson yeah. is not doing the full fucking score for The Mandalorian. Yeah, I,
1: I I, didn't even see this until you sent it to me earlier. And yeah, that, that this kind of...
0: So so what's happening here? I mean, it's not a complete loss. Um, the, the person taken on the responsibilities is, is jo, Joseph Shirley, who actually collaborated with Ludwig on the Book of Boba Fett. If you remember the Book of Boba Fett, Ludwig only did the theme, which, let's be real, it's is, so is a fucking banger, just like the Mandalorian theme. So good. awesome. Like both of those theme songs and i hate to say this because because williams made kenobi's they made kenobi's theme song look silly okay silly i will blast
1: those in the car
0: yes Dude, my I, my I, daughter I, I, and I, it's do. like it, it's like our fucking hype music. Sometimes we'll, we'll throw in yeah. the Mandalorian, the hype out, and then she'll be like Boba Fett, da, da, da. like that's the best da, one da, when da, they da, actually da, da, sing. Do you know the version I'm talking about? It was, it was at the end yeah. of the finale where they the actually episode. they go like Fett. Boba Fett, da, da. I love that. So no. yeah, yeah. So we've we've gotten this combo before where Ludwig will do the theme, but then Shirley scores the the season. I mean, he he actually is doing the composition. But if you look back to Book of Boba Fett, I never felt like its score stood out or really enhanced any of the moments where going through my Mandalorian rewatch, Ludwig composed season one and two in full. Theme song and the episode music. And to me, in my ears, it is a noticeable difference. Like Ludwig has such a defined style and his style, in my opinion, Jared, is now... Attached to the Mandalorian, because that's where most of us became exposed to Ludwig and his style of, of music. And it is a very unique style he presents. I mean, yeah. just listen to what he did on uh, the first Black Panther. I mean, he, he did that, too. I mean, the guy is a talent. He's got he's got a very unique ear, in my opinion. So I'm I'm a I'm a bit concerned that some of the moments in Mando Mando season three might not pop because we're not going to have that that very iconic Ludwig sound behind it. What do you think?
1: There are a couple other, at least one other like theme that I can think of off the top of my head from the Book of Boba Fett. So that which I do like. So what I'm hoping is this guy um, has collaborated and worked with Ludwig in the past, and totally. he and it was with the Mandalorian, so he understands the the feel and the overall whatever, for the way the uh, the score was made in the la- last two seasons. And hopefully he'll be able to take that and use it and still bring that same feeling that Ludwig would have whatever brought. So, I don't know. I'm thinking that, you know, since he's worked with him so much,
0: he'll still
1: be able to bring something in and make it still something recognizable and great for season three. Yeah.
0: I mean, listen, we, we need topics to it. talk about. So I am making a mountain out of a molehill. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Joseph, Shirley is no scrub and I'm sure it's going to be fine, but I, I just, I wonder if, if Mando season three ultimately feels a bit different because hmm. of Ludwig not being involved in the actual episode scores, and just kind of obviously they're going to roll his theme song I mean that would be that would be an egregious move if they if they even if they change the Mandalorian theme song like like you can't do that right that's you can't touch that song
1: no way and I'm sure it won't be because that's that's such a it's iconic at this point yeah, it, it's, and uh, it's that's they go hand in hand they're in tangent with each other, Mando and his theme, right. and they use that in the Book of Boba Fett too, to kind of like say, "Hey, Mando's coming! Okay. Let us play." Yeah, so, yeah, they play the, <laughs> they play the yeah. little whistle or whatever it is. So I don't think that's going away. And I, th- I think a, who knows? Maybe maybe this guy I can't remember his name. And maybe he'll he'll impress us and it'll be really great. But I think a lot of the real spirit of the score from the other Mando seasons will be will be there. I think he knows. I, like, I
0: hope so because I I like you. I do feel Ludwig. Achieved a a John Williams feat in that he was able to get Star Wars fans kind of like Pavlov's dogs to as soon as they hear that theme, they'll either start humming it, singing it, performing to it. Like, I, I like for some reason my arms just start going up and down, you know, like <laughs> I'm at a rave, I'm doing the, the gaffy, stick. yeah, the, the Jersey Shore. No, I'm doing like the Jersey Shore, like the fists in the air. Like do like I'm punching someone above me <laughs> you know and, and it's similar to, to a lot of the themes Williams created I mean the 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 opening crawl all of us will, will immediately pop up and be like okay where's the yellow words or the force theme some of us may start crying immediately like myself or Luke's theme Leia's theme Yoda's theme I mean I, I can I'm not a musical but I could hum every one of those fucking themes to you without needing to re-listen to it in Ludwig, in in just you know two two properties has achieved that with the mandalorian and the book of yeah. boba fett
1: and that one episode of the um the what the thing they put on disney plus the documentary thingy about mando what uh
0: what's it called uh yeah yeah it's not behind the magic but it's one of yeah, those things stuff. but the one episode about
1: him <laughs> <clears throat> about ludwig And him, and that was that was so cool, and I remember being so impressed. Yeah, dude, he's he's one of these people. Like
0: he he's got the umlaut on his name. I mean, anyone that has an umlaut in their name, they're they're automatically fucking cool. Like two dots over an O or a U. Like come on, that's fucking (laughs) rad. His name's Ludwig, and he just seems like he's almost from a different planet. You know, like he just, I to me, I see him sitting in like a yurt, and that's where he composes. Like that's where he makes his music like he's just in a yurt somewhere <laughs> with with not a lot of not a lot of amenities just his tech that he needs you know maybe some medical marijuana or some mushrooms yeah definitely. and just having himself a time it just I don't know I, we'll find out March 1 we should get Ludwig's theme and then we'll see if Mr. Shirley can kind of pick up the slack with the actual yep. score for the episodes because it it will matter I mean to me music and Star Wars probably goes has a you know goes hand in hand more than any other property and by by hand in hand I mean music enhances Star wars more than I think music enhances other properties
1: yeah you're so
0: a million percent right you know I mean do, do you th- can you think of any other mega franchise where you're like oh yeah their their music is memorable I mean the only one I can think of is like the Avengers theme song and that's about it
1: yeah, you could play Star Wars music to anybody and I mean not anybody, but 9 out of 10, 99 out of 100 people in the whole world and they will know, oh that's Star Wars, yeah. like it's just like it's yeah, it's iconic. So,
0: good for Ludwig achieving that status already. Hopefully he'll come back and not leave for good. I, I mean, I to me he should score the the theme for every fucking show at this point in time. Uh I, I'll I'll give you Andor, that was a pretty fine opening theme, especially the way he would slightly tweak it every episode to kind of fit the yeah. episode's tone and, and sound of its music. Yeah, it was good. That guy didn't didn't stick with me as much, though. Yeah, that, that guy's up there, too. I forget his name, so clearly he wasn't that <laughs> getting, uh, impactful. Yeah. yeah, the Sabersmith Bad Batch music is good. Kevin Kiner, is, he, he's no joke. Kevin Kiner is the... Um, the composer for Bad Batch, and and he's done a great job. You know, last week we talked about some of the best parts about the uh, adventure episode were those very Indiana Jones-esque musical themes that Kiner weaved in, so I, I agree. Uh, episode three, fantastic score from Kiner in, in that uh, the Cody and Crosshair episode. Great stuff there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Harry Potter. I agree. Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Lord of the Rings. Bing, bang, boom. He's right. Connors. Right, almost all John Williams, too. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 right. I mean, Jaws, James yeah. Bond. Yep. 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 Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Thank you to the peanut gallery as always. OK, <laughs> for those of you, um, Jared, are they going to fly you out. I've always found this funny that you like work with european brands that we have in america but the american wings like right because you you like do funko and hasbro stuff for european funko not for american funko it's
1: directly with the one that the, when I work with those, is directly with a UK Disney branch. So I'm never directly working with Funko or Lego or any of them. It's
0: absolutely wild, because I, I know other it's, people it's, that had smaller followings than you and weren't as engaged with community that were getting ops to work with like. U.S. Hasbro, like the fact that you're not on that Hasbro box list, (laughs) fucking blows my mind. Blows my mind. I mean, good for work, more or less. Good for Black Series and Plastic Action, and oh yeah, and and Swip Picks. But they're all great. You are, you are like the ambassador for toy photography, though. I mean, you are in it every day, trying to teach, expose. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm being serious. Everyone, anyone here that follows you, they know what I'm talking about. Where those guys, like the early guys. You know, some of them, they're doing it professionally now, like Black Series. He, he does shit for the Ducks, Anaheim Ducks, Plastic Actions, doing stuff for Microsoft. Um, no. So cool. But, you know, work more or less. He's kind of like me. He posts when he when he can and he's posting gems. He had that Pepper's Ghost thing with the with the turtles was great. But I feel yeah. like the, the way you are constantly interacting with the community, which you would think a brand ambassador is. That Hasbro be like, hmm. hey, this dude that's got 70 or eight thousand IG, who knows how many Facebook, who knows how many YouTube. Maybe we should start sending him the box because he's going to fucking take everyone, open them and do cool shit with them. <laughs> but it never happened. I huh? know,
1: I, no, but I, I always thought it was just like they got they got their their guys that they got right. and they, that they know and trust and they've been doing a great job. And um they got their guys. Yeah. And that's. That's what You're I right. just, I mean, well, Hey
0: dude, if I ever ran a, a toy company, I would go to someone like you. And, and listen, I'm not, I'm not talking right. shit on those guys. They're, they're <laughs> all my heroes too. I learned a lot no, from all never. of them. Same. But Jared really dove into the community side of this and has been a voice since day one. And you would think that's who <laughs> you want. hawking your goods is all I'm saying. Um. Yeah. So th- <laughs> there's a reason for this. We got the, the next line of lineup of celebrities headed to Star Wars Celebration, which is over in yeah. Europe, in London. Are you are you attending this? Do you think they're going to fly no, you I've out? I've never been to Star Wars no.
1: Celebration. I would love to
0: go. You get your contact to hook you up over in the UK, bring you over. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll send a quick email. Yeah. That
1: would be wow. That would be so cool. But I, I doubt it. So um, we but I, I've always wanted to go.
0: We've been, um, you know, I, I, you have to go once, but. I think people have never been. You you you've probably built it up to something in your head that will never live up to what it really is. Um, really? Yeah. I, I, I think I'll be interested to see what Tone says when he reports back uh, later this spring because I believe he's going to his first and he's taking his sons and he's already starting to see like the some of the the the, the shittier sides of celebration, like how expensive autographs are how many queues you're going to be waiting uh, in uh <laughs> just lotteries and will you even get to see any panels um so i'll be interested to see what he says because listen I, i've been to a bunch of them i went to the second one ever and it's turned into a machine i mean it is a it's a monster, and. Yeah. If you're not winning lotteries for panels, you're basically just going to the show floor every day and the show floor gets old within about two hours. Really? Yeah. Hmm. There's only, only so many toy vendors you can look at and be like, yeah, I've, I saw you on yeah, Friday and there you are again Saturday and there you are again Sunday and Monday. It's like, okay, hey, I saw that That's cosplay true. yesterday. It looked great then, but I've seen it. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, I'm a negative Maybe. person by by default, so don't listen to me.
1: Maybe in 2024 they'll do it in uh, in New York and then I can just drive on
0: over That would be nice that would be nice be so- my my favorite is still celebration two in Indianapolis that's where they did like the first two or three uh, and then I'd say next would be Chicago but the only reason Chicago sucks because they they held it there in the spring in Chicago so it was like fucking snowing. And, and oh, trying to t- to walk to the events or even catch trains. That's that blue, yeah. that blue big time. Uh, all right. So some of the, the, the latest round of celebrities making their way to celebration to hopefully convince you to spend a ton of money to get their autographed are going to be Gwendolyn Christie. OK, so right. Brianna of Tarth, a.k.a. Awesome. Captain Phasma. Everyone's fa- uh, favorite Eunice I met him. I met him. Once. Is that how you say his name? Is it Eunice or y- Eunice? Yeah, Eunice. Yeah. Eunice Sutomo or Tamo, a.k.a. Chewbacca or any other tall character in that Lucasfilm needs. And Ming-Na right. Wen, Fennec Shan herself. Uh, she seems awesome. I would love she to meet her. Awesome. Uh, a, she's born and raised in Pittsburgh, just like me. B, she's a fucking Star Wars dork like us. And yeah. C, she looks like she's 30 and I think she's in her (laughs) fifties and B she just seems like she'd be a cool person to talk to and not treat us like we're peons. All right. Yeah. She seems great. So, uh, some other guests and one I will say has been a guest of the star Wars time show. So how's, how's that? We get the star Wars time show also gets celebration guests, uh, but we got Aiden Cook, who played Dr. Quad Paul and Andor, Two Tubes, everyone's favorite secondary wow. character in Andor and Rogue One. And uh, Baba Joe and The Force Awakens and Bulio in Rise of Skywalker. So a, a character actor. And then the one I just teased, our buddy, friend of the show, Mr. Silas Carson. Yeah. AKA Kiadi Mundi and Newt Gunray. Um, so cool. I was happy to see That's that awesome. man. I was like, sweet Silas is is getting out because when we talked to him, shit, I think we talked to him way back in is either 2020 or 2021. He was our first like legitimate worked on star Wars guest. So, I mean, I, I was nervous. It was, but I think it turned out great. Make sure to check it out in our catalog. It's up there on YouTube somewhere. Uh, it'll be in our, our live section more than likely, or in our uploads. Uh, but he he was just a he was a, he was a great guy to talk to. He, he was open. You know, he talked about his career, yeah. what led him to Star Wars, what his experience on Star Wars. So I'm glad that he's cashing in because people like Silas, like you you need to do this. Like th- this is how you benefit from playing a side role in Star Wars the rest of your life. I mean, these people, <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. They can tour cons and make six figures plus really dude that's sometimes crazy. their parents fees are, are five figures just to show up like hey Man. hey uh, uh, probably maybe not silas but like a uh, you know like a katie Sackoff or you know uh, not right. when like hey just to sit for autographs 20 grand okay all right i'll do that for f- four hours and, and talk to these you know <laughs> That's
1: awesome. I was I was was curious about like how well do these people actually do doing this?
0: They, dude, there's a so reason like, you see a lot of old Star Trek actors, a lot of you know some of the Imperial officers from Star Wars. There's a reason you're gonna see him at every fucking con on the planet because you make dough. I mean, the the, <laughs> the Shatners of the world. I think that they can charge like hundred dollars an autograph. So, on awesome. on top of appearance fees. So I'm I'm glad he. Silas is out there. And then finally, uh, Matthew Wood, who, who's who been in, he's done all sorts of shit with Lucasfilm. He used to be a sound guy. Then he got into doing Grievous's voice because one day George was like, hey, what right. would he sound like? And Matt just happened to be there. And, okay. you know, he, he's played multiple voice roles since then. And most recently he was Bib Fortuna in uh, The the Mandalorian's Stinger when Boba Fett shows up in him. Right. Right. So there you go. Six new people that are, they're already joining the likes of Hayden, Katie, James Arnold Taylor, Mads Mickelson, Dennis Lawson, Anthony Daniels, Ashley Eckstein, Matt Lanter, D. Bradley Baker, Jean Carlo Esposito, Vivian Learbear and Indira Varma. Like good for Vivian. The fact that she's out, she's making movies and she's touring the cons like th- th- this kid's going to have multi mills before she's like 13 I years know. old. You go, Vivian. You go. The thing is, I, I just I hope she can make the jump, you know, or that she makes enough and, and she feels satisfied that she just invests her money well and, and lives out her life the way she wants to. Yeah, me too. But it's a very rare that that someone even with her skills as good as she is, that they make that it continues. Jump. It just it doesn't yeah. happen. Re- yeah, Real quick before rare. we move on. Jean Carlo Esposito. Have you watched Kaleidoscope on Netflix? No, but I have seen it on there and been like, hmm, interesting. It's excellent. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. It's, it, it's kind of like a choose-your-own-order series where right. uh, as long as you start it at the black episode, it'll kind of spit you out randomly into one of the middle episodes. Like, Apparently, the only rule is you have to start at black and you end at white. But in between that, you can watch episodes in any order. And the reason I'm talking about that is because – uh jean carlo is is the star and and once again the dude he's a chameleon like like he is so he, he's good. just such a great actor and i didn't even know he existed until i saw him as gus and breaking bad and that's when i realized like holy shit i love this guy and yeah. then you know he got like a role in like a big nbc show that made it one or two years as it was like about an apocalypse oh. and no energy or something and you know, obviously he showed up again in, in Better Call Saul and they fleshed out Gus even more. Uh, and then naturally he he made his way to Star Wars. But the guy, it's like anything he's in is just great. And I don't know if it's Gene Carlo or he just knows how to pick the right projects. You know what I mean? Like is, is it him? I'm sure it's both. Or, or, or is he and his people just good at choosing projects? I'm sure. Yeah,
1: and, and he's great in The Boys too. Like
0: Yeah, that, that, um, another one, see? I mean, he's the, he's the he's, dude.
1: Yeah, he's become much even more interesting in the in the most recent season of The Boys.
0: And and you heard it here first. I I think Moff Gideon will probably have some of the more interesting non-Mandalorian narrative stuff in in season 3. Cuz yeah, I agree. He's been teasing us that Moff is He's got plans and it sounds like even being incarcerated may have been a part of them and that he's trying to get all these other power players out there to listen to him and his plan and his idea on how to return the Empire to glory. So I think he's going to be playing a pretty big role and it's just going to enhance season three of Mando with him being in in as many scenes as possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the Empire Strikes Again 100%. Uh, they said, just like Pedro, pretty much everything they're in is is gold. It's true, yeah. It's so true. Digging it, digging it. These what, these Latin men, they they got something in their in their <laughs> system, you know. <laughs> they're, they're just damn good. All right, dude. We... Well, this takes us, I believe, to the SWTS fan segment. That's right. Oh heck yeah! It's that time of the episode to dedicate some love from us. To our fans. So the way this works, we have a, a two-pronged affair to get into. We have the question of the week responses, which we post every Tuesday or as close to that day as we can get on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show. We'll put it in our stories and then we'll put the prompt in our profile. Your job is to hopefully allow IG to show it to you and then to respond. And it's rough because, uh, Jared, you know this very well. You're on IG. And at one time, you, you know, you had that mega falling before some fuck faces screwed you over. You know, if we ever find them, I'll make sure to choke them out for you.
1: Or, oh, that'd be or great. Or at least put that'd my great, thumb actually. through
0: their eyes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like sometimes you'd send out a post and the engagement is just vomit. Uh, you know, we're, we're not huge. We got 15,000, but the question of the week, I looked at the insights. It went to 500 of our 15,000 followers, 500 people saw it. So if you want to see the question of the week, sometimes you, you may have to like make us one of those accounts where you're like, Hey, show us notifications or new posts, then you'll get it. But your job is to respond to the prompt and then we will pick some to discuss on the show and maybe make fun of you or agree with you. Uh, but Thank it's you. always in, in good fun. So let, let me go ahead and get of the questions pulled up. While we have new Star Wars, the question is, is quite simple. It's, did you like or did you not like the most recent episode of new Star Wars? So this week's question was, what was your favorite or least favorite part from the Bad Batch S2E6, the Wookiee one? All right. So the Wookiee one. I feel, sadly, Nick's not here to do this, and this is my favorite part of the show. I, I don't know why I love listening to Nick either stumble, reading people's horrible English, <laughs> or him fucking up their their English that is written okay. I just, I love it. Uh, so I'll, I'll do my best to fill in for Nick. First one we got from Ripon Tan, who also is a top five rippick. honoree this week but rippick re- replied great episode seeing gunji gunji so he didn't he doesn't know gun it, it's just with an eye my friend call his lightsaber with the force was an awesome moment we agree and made our top moments too yep. also catching some wookie ways of living in the village was just so cool it's like rippick almost watched my fucking video like a fan does <laughs> Right, those yeah. those were two of my three top moments, right there. So, or maybe
1: you just read Ripick's uh, right. comment before the show I, I and then cheated. just built the whole show off. I of that.
0: cheated and I went back in time and did my <laughs> video last Wednesday. You know, flux capacitors yep. and all that fun stuff. Um. All right, so yeah, Ripic Tan. Of course, if if you if you uh, agree with us, you know we're always going to agree with you. It's the other way that things get a little squirrely. Um. All right, here we go. Galaxy underscore fun underscore photography had so many goosebump moments. It's hard to pick one laughing out loud with tears emoji. All right. Well, Galaxy fun. That's great. Had some fun with tribe. Here's our boy tones. One, one, three, eight. Decent episode. Definite avatar vibes and great to see the Wookiees back in action, including Gunji. Nice to see he survived order 66 dot dot. Dot, dot, but yet another standalone episode which didn't advance the whole storyline unless it's going to run like Mando S1 and the batch come back to ask Gunji for help on a bigger scale. You know, a little bit, Tones. Right. I, I do, like I said, I, I I made my case today. I laid down my opening arguments that the reason this this episode wasn't completely standalone was the fact that it does seem to me that the batch finally made the choice on their own not because they had to, to confront the Empire in the name of righteousness. So that's my spin on that, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then it's, I think it's just it's cool to see some stuff that's uh, contributing to the overall just Star Wars. Now it makes me think about, okay, well, now we know another Jedi that was around during this time,
0: and I think that's really cool to know. And I'm now I'm like, what was he doing this whole time? Yeah, Did he just chill on or like? You bring up a great point because... I'm all about retconning Order 66 and the idea that it eliminated the Jedi. I mean, it's been happening since George's days. Um, but I think they 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 may get themselves in trouble because you are right. Now that we know Gunji is alive, how do we handle him? Why does he never show up? How does he not run into cal or canaan or luke or ezra or the rebel alliance does he just sit idly by as the empire gets worse and worse and worse these are these are things that they may have to answer so tones definitely tones may not be wrong i just i don't know if the bad batch is going to be the one answering it yeah and
1: and even if they just said like no gunji just lives on kashik for and that, and that's all. And then that, that I'd be like, okay, that's yeah, but fine, but
0: I, I think what you're still saying is that you you still need to hear at least that you're you're not just let's leave it yes, open ended. I am still
1: yeah. okay. Definitely wondering, and I definitely am just thinking yeah, I, about. that it, 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 it is it. a
0: valid point. It really is. I mean, the more I think about it, it's the same argument I used on Commander Cody when people are like, what the fuck, he's gone, and we're never gonna see him. I'm like, no, no, no. Like he he's too big of a character to just deal with off screen. <laughs> I don't know if Gunji is, is as big as Cody because let's let's be real. I mean, nah. Cody was in a lot of episodes in Clone Wars. He was in Revenge of the Sith. I mean, he is a right. He is a, a decades long established character. He's the first named clone yeah, that I ever right. like. Named. Yeah. I mean, people forget that Rex isn't in the fucking movies. It's it's Cody. Cody's the only one in the movies that Kenobi talks to with his helmet off. Right. So he he right. is the guy um but just back to gunji now that they did okay he he survived it i always go to how could a jedi just sit idly by and do nothing it 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 makes no sense even obi-wan kenobi tried it and he he himself couldn't do it it, it you know he he waited 10 years or whatever being feeling sorry for himself and hanging low but he he, he eventually had to get mixed back in doing good things for the galaxy yep. So we'll see. We'll see. see. It is a valid concern, Tones. After all, I'll give it to you. All right. 2797 underscore studios. The Bat, who is back to work. But I did see him show up here every once in a while. Favorite part of the Wookiee episode has to be going back to Kashyyyk and seeing how the Wookiees were adapting and dealing with the Empire. That and Wrecker howling like a Wookiee. Yeah. Agreed, agreed, (laughs) agreed. So again, um, Bat- is, is attuned to the same force stream that I am. All right, here we got Kai Kai Toy Photography. We, I think that, yeah, K-H-A-I-T-O-Y-P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. So Kai Toy Photography. Wookie is a Jedi. That's my favorite scene. Okay. <laughs> Short and sweet, that, and I agree. See, that's one, if Nick would have read it, would have got me, because it's it's not even like a sentence it's a it's a it's a like a stream of conscious thought wookie is a jedi that's my favorite scene All right. but i but i agree with him full yes wookie is a jedi <laughs> and his name is gunji so thank you to kai toy photography 2797 tones 1138 galaxy fun photography and of course mr ripick who's going to get his balls licked one more time this episode before we're done Ooh. So that's that. That is a question of the week. Like I said, if you want to get mixed up, make sure you're following us on Instagram and look for the prompt on Tuesdays in the morning before showtime. We, we usually don't go to pull responses until just before we start. So you do have time. If IG shows it to you that that's the deal I mean we these are all the comments we got so we lucked out we we just got five and that's what we usually like to handle (laughs) perfect yeah it's like yay all right so the next wing of our fan segment if you're new here is everyone's favorite and that is the top five Star Wars fan artist features that's right we've been doing it for many years Others have tried, they give up because they realize it's not worth the time, but we keep going because we love you all creating that star Wars art, giving me something to do every morning. Like I need more stuff to do every morning, but I do it. That's how it goes. The way to get mixed up in the top five is whenever you post something, star Wars, if you've created it, or you've remixed it, it doesn't have to be just toy photography. Make sure to add tag at star Wars time show. That's the key these days, my friends. Hashtags are not reliable anymore. So if you if you want to ensure yeah. we see it, and by we I do mean myself and the mouse I keep in my pocket, add tag, not at Star Wars time show. Add tag function at Star full Wars. Full tag, yes. the full it's, thing. Jared when you're knows. Posting. He's figured it out. That's why we see his stuff still all the time. So we still want you using the hashtag because it's it's like a catch all. But really the best way on Instagram, ad tag at Star Wars Time Show. And then every morning when I wake and, and take care of what I need to take care of, I go through the tags, both the hashtag and our tags. And I will feature those posts that stand out. Now, I had another user last week, Jared, go a little nutty on me. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if you saw you probably didn't see it because I, I, I don't know if you're following this person, but. They, they like launched into a story tirade against myself and Star Wars, the black series and how, I don't know, we don't, we must not feature correctly or we do it wrong because we only pick shots that we like versus some of the, and I hate to say this garbage that gets sent to us. I mean, I, I don't want to make fun of anyone, but you should see some of the shit that people think that people are going to like as a Star Wars picture. I'm sure Jared's seen it. I mean, he's an icon. I'm sure noobs come to him and like, oh, look what I did. And he's a nice guy. He's probably, oh, yeah, it's great. In his head, he's going, man, that looks like fucking shit. You need some work and practice and you need to watch my videos. So, yes, I do typically feature stuff that looks good and not just because you put the hashtag on. So let's make that clear. All right. It's
1: also it's also like Im- really impossible to to feature everyone. Yeah, uh, it's just it, it, it's a lot harder than you realize to be able to do that. And and, and, and we're
0: tiny compared to Black Suit. I mean, he's like, what, 100,000 plus. I, I, who knows how many tags he gets a day? But even our little shit show. Like, I mean, there's some days that we're, we're talking 40, 50. Uh, no way. I, I mean, just posting sometimes five can take an hour. Because I got to look through them all. I got to copy them using a, a fucking ripper. I got to post them. I got to put comments in. You know, and I get it. It has benefited the Star Wars time show. Like, I, I don't want to be like, oh, we feel bad for you. I mean, there's a reason we started doing this shit. I'm not stupid. I knew it would be a good way to loop in an audience and hopefully get them engaged. And that fucking failed because no one gives a shit. But it, it, there's really been some angry motherfuckers that just do not like the way we feature. Like, I don't get it. It's like... It, what do you want me to do? You want me to fucking give you a reach around too? I don't get it. You're not featuring small accounts because they suck. Okay? <laughs> I wouldn't feature my own work. I, I've never, I, I think I'd feature my own work once because I don't think it looks as good as the shit I do feature. How's that? But I'm sorry, man. I mean, they, you know it. I know you're not going to say it because you are an ambassador and you shouldn't say it. But there is some grade A crap. That gets posted in the toy photography community like shit, awful stuff, stuff that my, my daughter could do with, with with a cell phone. And I'm not ragging on you because I know everyone's got to start from somewhere and mine looked like that, too. But it seems to be sometimes those are the people, Jared, that that are like hey, fuck you, I'm awesome. Like, look at this shit. Why aren't, you, why aren't you featuring me? They're the people you'd see on, like, American Idol. Like, oh, my family said I'm great. And they'd start singing. They're like, oh, say, can you see? It's like, people, sometimes a little honesty is good for you all, okay? And my honesty is, is when I don't feature you, it's usually keep working. You'll get there one day, okay? Take it to heart. There you go yeah oh I only feature the same people is the complaint well a the same people usually tag me and others don't or they don't do ad tag and b they're good at what they do
1: yeah then Instagram really has become a huge obstacle yeah it, it, it's
0: we I mean with the way with dude even when we feature people hardly even come I I I mean it just it's it's all a mess I I hate to say it, but I I do not think Instagram is a platform where you're going to make your name these days. Okay. It's those heydays are gone where the algo actually worked in your favor and people would look at your shit. All right. Um, Sadly, you got to start doing what the AI wants you to do, and, and that's make short form content that looks like shit. People these days want rudimentary produced content. Am I not? Am I wrong, Jared?
1: No you're uh, yeah it's unfortunately that's just if you are looking to grow on um, yeah yeah the reels I mean reels dude there, there's where, sometimes you will look at the
0: reels right it'll, it'll have like 85 watermarks and generic text the film's all grainy there's zero production value and it's I got know. 20 million views <laughs> it's like I know. it's like dude i mean i i i put i'm not saying my stuff is highly produced but i put thought into it graphics and Ninety people yeah. who cares oh it's it's two minutes long I don't have the attention span for that anymore I mean that's where we're at the AI knows what the humans are clicking on and it is short form content that has zero production value and is the the seven twenty by nineteen eighty aspect ratio so it's just a big tall <laughs> column like that's what humans do with their lives and I'm one of them are you are you a are you a scroller like do you get caught sometimes in like a real scroll oh, definitely. yeah it that's what the code is yeah, meant right. to do. Like we are we are being controlled by the AI already. Get used to it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, MJ is right. Modern IG rewards non-effort. I mean, some of the biggest Star Wars fan accounts out there, I mean, you, you, people might accuse us because we feature other artists' work, but they'll just steal like TikToks and highly produced stuff and, and just reskin it on theirs and be like, oh yeah, credit this person. Yeah, at least when I do that, I'm remixing. So it's just, I am adding to the content. Like my dumb face is next to the content and I'm staring at it or making funny faces. So I'm, I'm adding a little bit. Yeah, That's good for everybody. Yeah. I'm adding a little bit of my own to it. I'm not just stealing someone's work and posting it, but that, that's look, look at some of the biggest Star Wars accounts out on IG. That's all they do. They don't produce their own shit. They just steal it. I produce my own shit. I feature accounts and yet... I still get dick kicked, <laughs> but thanks to the discord family or the discord army last week, they, they took care of the individual, uh, that I was just talking about. All right, let, let's have some fun. Sorry about that shit. we uh, got some fantastic shots. Yeah. You? I, I uh, you know, I don't like getting negative and talking about me too much and, and behind the scenes, but here we go. So like I said, uh, you know, I feature him throughout the week. And then usually my man, Nick, who is sitting in Jared's seat or usually sits in Jared's seat, will pick his top five on Monday and release him. But this week, all duties r- r- fell on me. I hate doing this, Jared, because I, A, I like coming in the top five, not knowing who Nick picks. And B... Since I'm featuring throughout the week, I already am gonna have my favorites. Right. So it's not necessarily. I could have picked for you. Fair. I could have picked for I probably, you. Next time, I'll probably pick should, but I'm a dick. I'm lazy, and I I, <laughs> I kind of forgot about it when I put the post out last night. So <laughs> next time, next time I'll. Pick but them. you are right. We we should have done that. Um, all right. So here we go. Up first, one of my favorite LEGO photography accounts on Instagram, and that is at Milo Studs. And what we are looking at here, if you're not on the live stream, it's a it's as I believe Connor said uh, in the top five posts on on Instagram, this is wall worthy Lego art. And I I highly agree with that description from press photography, because what this is uh, real quick to set it up for those not looking at the boob tube. It's, it's, it's a, uh, you know, like a wide shot of Luke and Vader f- fighting on that walkway in Bespin right before the, I am your father moment. And I believe the set he is using is the Lego Bespin set. I have it too. It has this walkway. It's fantastic. Or it's just this, the, the dual set. I think there's a separate one. Uh, but y- you know, I think what, what makes it pop Jared is that there's a little Digi Rama action going on where you actually have that. Yep the background of the, you know, that, that tunnel they were in in on Bespin or I guess cloud city, technically they were in cloud city. They weren't in Bespin, on Bespin. Um, but yeah, dude, it's just a great shot. You, you know, you got the, the competing red and blue lights to accent the lightsabers. And, and I don't know about you, but I find Lego photography charming as fuck and it, it just always works for me.
1: Yeah. And it's way harder than it looks it's really hard that just from my experience, like shooting Lego and minifigures, it's really hard. Have you done, have and you so, tried
0: it or have you mostly just stuck? Yeah. Okay. Did you, did you do, do, do like I've, the Sir Dork style or did you try a little more contained? A little bit of, uh, I mean, as much as I could, <laughs> I had to do a few
1: Lego um, stuff for some um, like Disney work that I had. Yeah, done, uh, which is really cool. Uh, but it's hard. And just the way light reflects off of these little shiny bits stuff is way different than off of action figures. It's it's hard. And it's it's just so this anytime I see Lego photos, I'm always you, impressed. Um, and
0: do you still predominantly? Do outdoor just natural light setups, or have you started doing any studio stuff?
1: I, I mean, I I do some indoor stuff pretty often, but uh, outdoor is always going to be my that's favorite. your
0: that's your deal, though. I mean, that's where you made yeah. made your name. That's where you can bring out the blowtorch and the fun. quarter sticks yeah. of dynamite and all that. You know exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's funny. Like I it, when when I asked, oh, you did Lego because like you got to understand if you've never seen Jared's work, his shots are they're they're loud in a good way like there's always something explosive <laughs> happening like okay <laughs> like they're they're, they're they're always coming at you like you can feel the action you can hear the action come out of a shot so i, I would have to imagine with lego you probably still had to either blow up some dust maybe some water or, or one of your other tricks or do you just go straight up portrait a little, i mean
1: whatever i had not usually when i'll i'll do the stuff for like for disney i i don't have that much freedom to blow stuff yeah, up you, you don't bring
0: the action
1: <laughs> as much as i would like sometimes but they ha- they're they usually very specific on what they got want it. um but uh it's it it's it's just hard it's just really hard i'm not used. it's when you're going from this big to this big it, it really changes yeah, yeah Um, i i mean yeah, there's
0: a time this, where i was like i i need because i i was in a loop that i think a lot of toy photographers got in and, and some of us had broke free of it but it was like if i buy a toy i have to take pictures of it because then that will justify the expense right like did you ever have that like hey if i buy that hot toy shit it's gonna be worth the 350 dollars because i'm gonna take pictures of it and people are gonna like it (laughs) yeah i i I used to i don't i don't get that no no i've I've gotten better at that but haven't fully broken free of it but i i almost went down that path with lego because i love building lego um especially star wars uh, my most recent build was the DeLorean. It was awesome. It's a great piece. Yeah, it's, it's so cool, man. It's such a great build. But I was starting to think like, oh, I got I bought the Death Star Lego set. I need to start. Look, there's a scene I could shoot. There's a scene. It's like, fuck, now you're going to ruin this fucking hobby, too. <laughs> like It's OK to just buy stuff like you used to and look at it. It is. And, and it is. I'm getting better. But it, still, I mean, some of the odds it is because all these little 112 sitting next to me. They, yeah, they came that. from that time of you buy, you shoot. All right. That, that was the mantra. You buy, you shoot. As as you should just go and donate that whole <laughs> box somewhere. I, I mean, and dude, then, look at, look at
1: then it'll be gone. It'll, it'll be out of your sight. Look
0: at, this, look at this. Look at this. Hold on. I'm only reaching for a few things because I. I mean, look, this is is just just three. I've got like 15, 20 other boxes like this. You want the Kenobi (laughs) line? I got the whole Kenobi line. You need Axe Wolves? I got it. You need some Bad Batch clones, 118 scale? I got it. There you go. It's like I'm fucking hawking crack over here. You need the, uh, the 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 latest Mezco One Twelve, the Death Dealer. Got it? Who wants it? Come on, let's have a fucking fire sale. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that that's why I, I sometimes I come down here and I, I just like fuck. I start to feel bad about myself because I I bought, but I haven't shot. You know what I mean? So it's that pressure. All right, sorry, sorry, Milo Studs. Didn't didn't mean to take your thunder there, but.
1: The one thing I wanted to say about this shot was if let's say if Lego decided to make a Lego movie version of the Empire Strikes Back and just think about how cool and beautiful that would be. This photo is exactly what I would imagine this scene would be like in that. Like that's how perfect this photo
0: is. I I just I love Lego photography. I mean, it's like Tong Wars is one of my favorite. Uh, brick panda eighty two I think is my oh, favorite yeah. like that guy's a fucking wizard with that shit he's been on a, 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 a the last of Us train recently it seems like brick panda Jared he'll pick like a a franchise and just roll with it for like a month and do nothing but that so hopefully he'll roll back to it's star wars <laughs> um, but I, it just for some reason the the overall toy photography community though they they don't seem drawn to the Lego stuff at least when we feature it
1: yeah yeah there's definitely uh its own little pocket for sure and, and, and yeah it's i'm i so much respect and admiration to people who can create stuff like this this shot yeah I, I love it that's a
0: great shot but it, it, it's another one it's like man i wish i shot legos it's one of those deals like man i wish i was doing this i got him right right behind <laughs> me maybe after the show break out the cannon. you never know um oh speaking of lego and and nerds they just announced today a 500 dollar lego lord of the rings rivendell set Whoa. yeah that, that one might be that one might be tugging on me a little bit oh uh, yeah I, I need a project i, I finished the delorean last weekend so i'm i'm ready for a build i i tend to like in the winter because i'm I'm in the north like you not i'm in the shitty midwest at least you're in new york um but in the way you know winter i like for some reason building legos or the weekend get a fire going Throw on the Mando, open up a Lego set, just work through a little bit. Maybe maybe yeah. have a beer. It's
1: good stuff. It's something very peaceful about you. Do you Lego.
0: actively build Lego or too much time as you're trying to build your empire? No,
1: it's, it's more just room for me. And I just don't I don't have that ultra passion to build. But I do. I've done a few big ones and it's really fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost really, really fun.
0: therapeutic. So, uh at least to me it's like i like being able it to is. follow the directions and come out with a a product at the end that, that does something yeah. for me i don't know like i'm old I or would, what but i just get impressed by the people who create that, the yeah, design that's for the builds. that shit that, blows my mind man it's like yeah who who the fuck put together the the directions guide? that that's more impressive right. than me building that's, it that's, that's what blows me i I mean some sweet or whatever they're like oh yeah you need one of these one of those one of these one of these oh there's a delorean (laughs) it's like what like lego masters i don't know if you watch that show but that's another one so they're like i did like oh hey you need to do this and 12 hours later they just out of their asses build It's like what the (laughs) fuck like how do people think that way oh well all right moving down the line here we got to get out of here at some point dude next shot this shot's incredible one of his best. Uh, he's been featured many, many times, but this is definitely a personal favorite. And if he ever wants to get rid of the tie fighter, I'll gladly take it. Even though having Star Wars toys gives me heartburn. Uh, and we're talking about a fantastic Mando on a tie, similar to what you would have saw in S one E eight of The Mandalorian after he goes after Moff Gideon from at visual underscore approach underscore photo. It truly is a masterpiece. The shot itself. Incredible. It's just, but to me, Jared, that is one of the best looking custom TIE fighters I've ever seen. It it looks, it's so good. It looks like Sean rolled down to 19, you know, 77 ILM. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wouldn't <laughs> snag yeah, one and,
0: and fucking jacked one. Jumped back in it the does. DeLorean, hit one point two one gigawatts, and made his way back to two two oh two oh two three. It really does. It, it's just
1: he did such a good job. It's, it's fantastic. Like he he. It makes me want to do it to mine. He got the
0: perfect I, blue hue to it. Uh, you know, he, he captured the action. Even though someone left a comment said that he could improve this shot by. <laughs> I saw that. You got to love motherfuckers. I love people. Uh, But it's great. I mean, it's a it's a true one to one scene recreation of of Mando jumping on the tie. Uh, But what Sean did and really, like I said, the tie fighter, like it it almost makes me want to go play with myself. He repurposed the first order tie fighter from TFA, like one of the only one one twelve scale vehicles we got from that era Yep. He repurposed that tie to make it look like a classic-era tie with that nice blue tint, and it's just... It's a thing of art. It, it is a work of it's art. Amazing. It really is.
1: And I, it, what also blows me away is the, the fact that he can use just straight-up, like, printed backdrops.
0: Yes. Yeah, he doesn't he, and, he doesn't... he doesn't fuck
1: with digis. Hey, buddy. <laughs> and they look incredible. Like, with this one, it's just, like, a printed, like, background yeah. that he's just got, like, stapled on the wall. I <laughs> just I just, just
0: want to know, like, does the dude... Uh, own a plotter himself or does he borrow his works plotter for those? Cause we're not talking like he, he he gets an eight by 12 white piece of paper out. I mean, they're like sometimes poster fucking size, like, yeah, like, like I, paintings. I, could be wrong. I thought, I feel like I remember
1: him saying that he would print in multiple pieces and then put them together, together on like a poster board. I, I, I could be wrong, but I think that's what, I,
0: I mean, I dig it and, and I will like, I like Digi. I've been using Digi recently for some of my portraits that I'm just too lazy to edit and post because it, it, it listen, it's quick and dirty. And yeah. if you pick out the right background and you're able to kind of match, not necessarily, yeah, kind of the key light and maybe your backlight to the Digi-Rama you have pulled up on your screen, you, you can blend it together to where, to where it does look natural. Definitely, but but definitely. I, I I definitely agree. When you print it out, it's not as problematic when you're using a digital screen. Cause digital screen, like Jared, if you heard him talking about Legos, you know their 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 skin can reflect digital screens. It, sometimes it'll reflect your light in the wrong places. Uh, it the the backlight could be fucking up the figures lighting, and you really got to nuance that shit. Where I would imagine printing things out, you're not getting as much feedback. From your, your background. So Yeah. Uh, but background schmack round, I mean, the 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 shots a fucking gem. I mean it, it, it Every, it's a wall hanger, just like the Everything like the about
1: shot. this. The fact that he he painted this thing, the photo the pose on the on Mando is really great oh, yeah. it really
0: it's everything about it's just but really, you know really he, he could have blurred it a bit to make it look like there was motion Put like, a little smoke in there I didn't even so, <laughs> I didn't understand what they like how that. can you look at this a Nazi motion I mean that's exactly what motion blur is like he blurred out the background kept the foreground in focus that that is it. But oh well you know you can't yeah, please everybody perfect. there's always a critic <laughs> that is at visual underscore approach underscore photo check him out definitely one of the uh, big dogs um, even more than just the photography I mean, th- this dude no fucking joke is building ILM quality dioramas as well uh, yep. just go see his his hanger from a few weeks back okay so that's our boy visual approach up next we got a kick ass custom a, a, a crossover custom if you will from at wentzilla w-e-n-t-z-i-l-l-a and jared the reason this one really stood out to me and and wentzilla is known to make some psychedelic trippy mishmashy figures that's why i appreciate his account like he 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 thinks kind of in a on, on a different planet at least his style and i dig that and what we got here is one of my one of his my favorite of his mashup customs crossover customs. So cool. it's so rad, dude! It is, I think, self-described Prime Trooper. So it looks like Wentzilla repurposed a stormtrooper's body and painted it in the colors of Optimus Prime. So you know, like the the legs, the the cod piece, the the stomach. And the upper arm armor are still like that 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 whitish color, maybe a little silver. But then yeah, the, it looks a little silvery. The the leg armor is blue, like Optimus's legs. And then he has this trooper has an, an Optimus Prime style stormtrooper helmet, and it just fucking kicks ass. It, even it, the little scarf works. on there, right? Like that that, that scarf yeah, adds to the the it works to so it. well.
1: And it's so undeniably like. There's never like a time where you're looking at this and like, oh, is that? Oh, no, it's instantly, you know, oh, that's Optimus Prime. Oh, that's a stormtrooper. Exactly. Oh, awesome. Right. Like, y- yeah, you yeah, go in like that cycle powerful.
0: of Transformers, Star Wars, Transformers, Star Wars, Transformers, Star Wars. It's Transformer Wars. All right. <laughs> um, but no, this is awesome. And and like I said, this is kind of Wenzilla's thing uh, doing really Odd and unique customs, but I I like that. I like the oddities that that this yeah. uh, creator comes up with. So
1: it's super unique. Yeah. It's super. I've never seen. Yeah, like something. really,
0: really far out yeah. looks of like old Omega or like Warhammer style Star Wars. It's just yeah crazy. I dig it. Tone saying, did we see his Conan prototype? Yep, yep. That was a visual approach photo. A, another good one. Oh there. my god. Yep. Amazing. Good stuff there. Buy a print. Send us the proceeds. (laughs) Uh, Okay, coming up next, like I said, at Rippic underscore underscore Tan was going to get a double dose of ball licking this week because he was in the question of the week. And he happened to make the top five with this awesome Kit Bash Leia shot that he has. All right, so let's break this down for those that can't see here. I'll be the first one to admit, Jared. I'm not scared to admit it. I've admitted other creepy things on this show. Such as my my penchant for women with tendrils on their head and like a, yeah like like yep. uh, bright green skin or orange skin i'm I'm into that type of thing sexually, and I have to say i I am now getting kind of hot and bothered looking at this princess Leia figure that Ripic Tan cooked up, which is a mishmash of her mom, so you got like Padme body, then you got like some random shit he pulled off another figure to give her a, a, a vest yeah. and a holster. And then the best part, you got little Lola up there. So yeah. we're essentially looking at the the 18, 19, 20 year old version of little Leia that we saw in, in the Kenobi series. Yeah. It's almost like a teenage. Yeah. It
1: makes me think of a teenage, but she's a Jedi also. Right. Yeah. So Which so is.
0: she's got her her lightsabers lit up. And it's just that pose. It's sassy as fuck. It's like she's standing there like, Are you ready, boys? You know, like she she's ready <laughs> to just start fucking chopping up some stormtroopers. But I I did. I I felt a little uncomfortable with how attractive I found this kit bash Leia. I, I will, I will admit that um clearly clearly no. J- jared gets laid more than i do because he he is not all hot and bothered over a, <laughs> over an action figure but i i genuinely am am attracted to this piece of plastic and i'm not afraid to admit that
1: it's a freaking sweet it's just a cool idea it's a cool concept like it's a, a combination of so many cool different avenues the head, that is, lay
0: the head is yavin celebration right right yeah, yeah. yeah
1: definitely that's what i was thinking too but the jedi aspect and
0: having lola there and it's just it's just a cool like all right, oh we're getting some insights here i am tj williams saying it's Aura singh's vest so nice nice we'll dig that oh yeah that's and the holster may be from is. that that comic book leia recent release you know where she's in all white yeah. and has like the robe <laughs> yeah <laughs> Bat that said is not married yet <laughs> that's right yeah, J- Jar's still getting himself you know he he's uh he's not his 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 balls aren't filling up every week. But wh- <laughs> What can I say? Like I said, I am a little creepy and I'm attracted to weird things. It's and, part of the charm. You know, I'm definitely of, down with Ripik Tan's <laughs> Leia here. As I said in in our our feature at Ripik Tan with a saucy Leia shot emoji uh, uh, heart symbols for eyes. Wow! Yeah, hey, now, hey now, hey <laughs> now. Yeah, I'm a creep. <laughs> Ripik just. He'll
1: he'll be extra proud that
0: he, he, he was able to do. And he I do I know he, he's a loyal listener, so I'm I'm sure he'll hit me in the DMs and, and comment. All right, <laughs> moving on. I think this is our last one, and then we'll be putting this episode to bed. Thanks again to Jared Middleton for filling in for Young Nick today, aka at Sir. Dork on Instagram, and is it just Sir Dork YouTube, or did you have this seven three zero on your YouTube? Uh, Either one will get okay, you. Okay, good. So, yeah, yes. give him a follow if you're not cool. already. Thanks, he is he is my man, friend of the show, loyal supporter, rock star. Thanks, man. Star Wars D and mean, at this point, we might yep. as well send him a, a hat and a T-shirt. Okay, I've
1: got the hat. That's right. Still got my hat. I should have worn it. He today. does
0: have a hat. I forgot that. He got. I think one of the hats that actually fit adults. All the other ones are smalls. They're sitting in a closet somewhere that no one wants Uh-oh, to buy. Really? Yeah. Uh, Okay, back to the top five in our last shot. And this is another fun kind of franchise crossover here. And this one comes from at red underscore dog underscore five. And it is uh, Indiana Solo, as I call it. So we'll we'll break it down here. But it's essentially if uh, Han Solo channeled Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones alter ego. So we've got... The Force awakens Han Solo in like an ancient Egyptian tomb. There's sand everywhere. There's a there's a treasure chest. Great
1: lighting and the tones yeah, really the, feel like like,
0: like warm warm light yeah. everywhere, and it's it's really making the the treasure treasure kind of pop and shine. But so so what what really sells this shot and where you get the crossover in the Indiana Jones is that uh, old man Solo is wearing a fedora. So obviously, if you got a fedora on any figure that looks like Harrison Ford, you just go Indiana Jones. But Red Dog turned things up a bit. And like I said, we have Indiana Solo. So it's, it's Han Solo kind of channeling the spirit of Indiana right. Jones, and, and the best part, Jared, is what? What's what, what has he discovered in this ancient Egyptian tomb, or whatever planet Indiana Solo may be on? What's in that treasure he has, chest? He
1: has un-unraveled a, a a complaining shiny C three PO. That's right. <laughs> which That's great. whenever I look at this, I just imagine three POs. He's on. And he's just
0: bitching and moaning. Yeah. You know, like, Oh, exactly. thank you. Finally I got me that. out of my box. I've been in <laughs> here for 5,552
1: days. <laughs> yeah. I, and I love that. So but It's
0: like, j- just, just think of Indiana Jones stumbled upon, but, but in, instead of the idol or, or the rocks or the grail, it was a dismantled protocol droid that happened to be pure gold. So yeah, it was just a, it was just a, a, a fun franchise mashup. Kind of playing off the fact that Harrison played these two iconic characters and you know now now they have become one through him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Paul Paul's great with just random stuff like this. And this is one of my favorite um shoes. Yeah, I he's mean, even like
0: look look at the little nuance he added to the sand to make it look like it was lived in, you know, like <laughs> right. CPO's leg has kind of brushed aside some sand. Uh, uh Han Solo's boot has has rustled the sand a bit, so it's it's pretty yeah. slick. I dig it. Yeah, it just works so well. And again, that it is works. at red underscore dog underscore five. And Jared, that takes us to the end of E 25 Fit. Oh, my God. Sorry about that. takes us to the end of episode <laughs> 250. Wow. That is one way to signal the show is coming to a close. Jared had to readjust his, his uh, headphones. I just blew out his eardrum there with that one. Sorry, <laughs> my dude. Um, but yeah. That's it. Another episode of Star Wars Time Show in the books. Thanks again to Jared Middleton at Sir Dork for filling in for young Nick. Uh, If you are a a loyal fan of the show, uh, you'll see Jared again soon. Sometime this year, once we kick off our Star Wars D&D experiment, and it is truly an experiment because I'm pretty sure the three players, myself, Jared and Trevor, aren't really Dungeons and Dragons players or even know what to do. So we are going to have to rely on young Nick, who, in the Dungeons and Dragons universe, is considered a master. I'm sure he is. So it's going to be exciting. We're, he's writing the whole story himself. We're going to see Nick's literary skills. You've heard oh, him. Cool. You've heard him before talk about how hey, he he used to punch write stories. He was working on a short story for Star Wars, never panned out. So we'll get to see his his author skills here. I, I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. So in between now and then, just make sure if you're not already linked into the Star Wars Time show to get yourself jacked in. That's right. Head on over to StarWarsTime.net. That's probably the best place to go to find all links that you need to find. You can find our podcast portals there. You know, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher. Hell, Stitcher and Pandora, they're they're owned by SiriusXM. So I guess we're technically somehow involved with Sirius too. no excuse get on amazing leave a rating and review that really helps us honestly like you know we, we don't have paywalls we don't have hands out patreon subscribers we're here to talk star wars and have fun we just want to know that people are actually entertained and the reason we know that and how we know that is when people come and show up and leave likes and comments and shares and ratings and reviews and they tell their friends and they, they put stuff in their own <laughs> stories on their own posts. Jared's great at doing it. There's a new fan. I, I gotta shout him out. He may not be listening, you never know. New fans drop off quick, but this i think his name's Mike Mansell. He's oh yeah. Okay. He's been a great Star Wars Time Show cheerleader That's out great. there in awesome the content guy. that I want you all to share, like my shorts, the Bad bad shorts. Do it. It doesn't take any effort. You just have to hit add to story, right? It takes two seconds, my friends. <laughs> Keep pumping out that Star Wars Time show, love. We see it. We love it. And dare I say, we deserve it at times. Starwarstime.net. That's where you need to go. Yeah. There's always time for Star Wars Time, as Jared has learned over these, what, four or five years we've been doing this. There truly is time. Yeah. For Star Wars time. And uh do you have anything uh you wanna leave the fans with? Any 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 big thing coming up you wanna plug? Any streams this week, tonight, tomorrow? I got
1: I got nothing big okay. to really to share. I'm just uh, it was fun to uh to actually talk just Star Wars because I feel like a lot of times whenever I'll do something, I gotta always make sure it's toy related yeah. because
0: I that's tried that. I mean, I, I asked you a few questions about what you, you get into, but I, I didn't want to. But still, I, I was just happy
1: to just just talk Star Wars. And then yeah, so I was just specifically looking forward to just well, that.
0: That's why so I'm that here great. every fucking Tuesday, because as much as I bitch yeah. about it, about my Wednesdays and no one likes me and no one follows my content. I do still get some form of satisfaction out of it or I wouldn't be doing it. So, um, but, That's but this is it. This is one of the highlights of my week. I mean, obviously my, my family trumps all you assholes, but I, I love coming here on a Tuesday, hanging out with like-minded star Wars fans. And it was great to have Jared fill in for Nick who should be back next week, running the show there with his little bald head and, and glasses. We <laughs> mi- we miss him. I can't wait to have him back. All right, Dork. It's been real. Thanks again, buddy. We'll we'll uh I'll get with you on the nitty gritty once we start getting into our D and D planning, but uh, sounds good. In between now and then. Thanks again. You kick ass. Don't forget him at Sir Dork. Go check him out. He's got some great stuff. Some of his best work is when he incorporates himself into the toy photography. <laughs> thanks. Like we we got a couple of those. I saw the one today. the 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 Palm Luke. We got Palm yeah. Luke. We had Angry Flying Palm Vader. Luke. Uh yep. Check him out. Got them all. Talented dude. Thanks. Good kid. Good guy. <laughs> uh, you doing the uh, the conference again this summer?
1: Uh, hopefully. Okay. I'm still kind of waiting to hear back on yes or no. If it's if it's a go. But right. I hope so.
0: Yeah, I might. I might take you up on a on an invite this year if you get it going. Last year I had the pass yes. and All right. I wouldn't have made it anyway because it's literally the, the day I broke my leg was the day you guys had your little shindig. So it wasn't, right. wasn't in the cards. Yeah. wasn't in the cards. That was already that long ago. It's crazy. Alright everyone. I love you sometimes. <laughs> I hate you a little bit, but I appreciate your time on Tuesdays. And don't forget tell your friends if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show.